Hey, everybody. Before we get into this week's podcast, let me remind everyone that this podcast is part of the Weird Science family of podcasts that also includes such weekly podcasts as our Marvel Comics Review Podcast, our X-Men Podcast, our Star Wars Comic Podcast, and a ton of manga podcasts, including a weekly review show, as well as seven manga reading clubs. And yes, that's one for each day of the week, including Spy Family, My Hero Academia, Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen, Chainsaw Man, Death Note, and Dragon Ball. In the show notes of this and all of our podcast shows, you'll find our campsite bio link that has individual links to all of these shows. So if you're listening to some or all of these and want to show your love for what we do, head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash weirdscience and help support all of these shows that we do, but also get more shows to listen to. And I mean a lot more. Since you're listening to our DC Comics show right now, I'll point out that we have shows like our Gotham Central Reading Club, our Injustice Gods Among Us Reading Club, as well as our weekly Patreon Spotlight episode and early access to this podcast each and every week. The best way to see how much we do is to go over to the Patreon at patreon.com slash weirdscience and check it all out for yourselves. And thank you so much. And on to the show. Show that cracks, cracks down, breaks down, cracks up, skews and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm the Batman of Pennsylvania, Eric Shea. And I am the purveyor of positivity, Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 454. Can I yell 454 when you ended up bumping that? I know that you would have done it to me, Eric, but I appreciate you always reminding me. Hey, everybody! Everybody out there listening, they're all weirdos of the Get Fresh crew. And... Thanks for joining us in probably a, a smaller, not a plethora of books this week. We have four books, one really big one, and as everybody always loves, the Clune Red section. And I did see oh, some people it. this past week 
giving us some tweets, right? They were tweeting us there. Oh, yeah. And they realized the fun of the last couple books of the podcast. That is usually when a lot of the nonsense pretty much starts and ends at the end of that. Because we usually have the reviews over skew the shit out of this. Exactly. That's where the skewing does come in. Even going back to say during a convergence, I remember that one of the things was that Catwoman book at the end, where I really thought at that point, yeah, at the end, we really lose our track of minds there and have some fun stuff. That's a little callback. Not just that, but Convergence Wonder Woman with the Duke of Wellington quote at the end. That was also pretty good. And that was at the end. I remember that being the end because, boy, we, we would extend those. But. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Like I said, we have four books tonight. We have a Superman book, you know, kind of. We have Batman in a book. You mean he doesn't, kind of. Well, we'll get to that. So I'll actually right discuss. Well, I'll actually Don't discuss that. <laughs> That's what it says. It should. Just a sticker. Don't be a dick. Uh, when we get to it, I'll actually discuss what people have been talking about and even creators and stuff like that about that book now that it's been announced that it will end up finishing as a miniseries uh and if that means it was canceled if it's not it i think it was i mean you don't end it up went through a metamorphosis happy, it's right? becoming something else i mean really it's it's tom king back cat again and that was being fired and then giving a bit to end the story but we'll get to that in a little bit because with all of that we end up going through all this and reminding people i don't know what i'm saying eric we go off to the twitter Weird, there you go. Weird Suck Science it. DC. <laughs> I was nice to you. Weird Science <laughs> DC is where we are on Twitter. Uh, you follow us, we'll follow you on back. We got a bunch of followers this week, so shout out to all of them as well. Also, oh. go to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, where you can get reviews to most of the books that come out each and every week. Stuff that we talk about on the podcast and some that we don't. There's a little bit of extra nuggets there. And also, when Hidden you've done gems. all that, Go over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, where you can get even more podcasts there. One of the big things that me and Eric do each Thursday, we get together and the badass levels, the badasses of the Patreon of the Get Fresh crew as well. Uh -uh. uh -uh, They get to pick two books that we end up featuring on a badass Patreon spotlight podcast show. And when we end up doing that, we have a lot of fun with it. These two books that we talked about last week, we actually talked about an hour and a half about them. Last it was week Batman or a few days ago this week? Well, it was the past, this past, it was a couple of days ago, this past Thursday. And this week, uh, I got you. Batman Incorporated, number one, which we were, you know, digging it as a number one, kind of getting our feet wet there. It's not perfect, but we are actually very optimistic about what that totally. book can be. And then we had Dark Crisis Worlds Without a Justice League, Green Arrow number one. That sucked like shit, Eric. There you go. cash register sound. <laughs> it was that. Where is it, Eric? I don't know if I had that. Insert oh, my good. cash register sound. There you go. There you go. It was a cash grab. Quality sound bites. It was a cash grab that it, it didn't even try. I mean, I know that's what a cash this, grab everybody. is. But Green Arrow's in his dream world, and he's the Robin Hood. Wow. Oh, my God. Robin Hood. And the, oh, the Merry Men. Look at them. They're just them. I mean, that's a love story without any heart. Yeah, it is. And we had our little theories of what we would probably do and may want to have out of that. And it was funny. I didn't even tell you when we were done. We're going through it, right? And then there's a backup story. And when we got finished, I actually felt like we missed something. I had this weird idea. Now, obviously, we missed a good story there. But it just felt like so incomplete and nonsense that it just left me like, 
I felt a little hollow inside, kind of like an old Oliver Queen as a conscience. He got there. his soul back. He's we fine. Talk, we talked about that in quiver. that review is why I brought that up. It was the quiver stuff. But yeah, it was a it was a disappointment. But what any of these, you know, tie-ins most of them have. And it's funny I say that. I don't actually mean the Flash book because we've liked the Flash stories. It's been the I don't best time. feel like I keep remembering those are tie-ins because it's dealing so well with the regular story of that book as well. It's almost like Jeremy Adams is doing too good work, and so I can't consider it a tie-in because they all suck. So I'll give him full-out props. But in that, this all leads to... What Eric loves. Eric loves this. The badass roll call. Here we go, Eric. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I'll edit that out, Eric. And now I gotta edit this out and that out and this out. We have Eric K, double K, I like to call him. Jeffrey Greek, Stephen Bat Dad Mitchell, The Annihilator, Ted Probst, I Love Punchline, Stork, Michael S., Forrest Pauly, Cam, Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, Lady Abby and Lord Andy, Red, Francisco L. Rock III, Niels Tewart. It's funny because Francisco has a very fancy name, but then somehow Niels comes in with just that simple deal, but sounds really impressive as well. David Fink, I have to do something to derail this, Eric. So Joey Barakosko, Stephen Baum, Jason Colby, Sue42 to you and me, Michael G, Ken Halleck, Comic Boom, Rocky, (laughs) Betty Drillzer. See, now I know what it means, Eric, and I can emphasize it. I bet he does. Mark Jager, Aldrin Stosia, Nick Adams, Ruben, Carlos, not Wolf Marv, no Wolf Marv even, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Manship, Andrew and Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, my man Pete from NYC, Batman Beyond Mark, our man Rob Lewis, shout out to him special, Beamer, Brandy Murray, and Double A Ron in Minnesota, Docs there. Doxed his ass there. I might swat him later, right? And don't forget and I the just all-time mean I'm great hit him. Reggie. Hit America is what I mean. All-time great Reggie. Uh-uh. There is a uh, a weird play later where old Grace, Miss Grace in the Grace back of she, she tips one to them. Name? I'm like, Grace, <laughs> I, I have problems thinking O'Halloran. that. I visualize it. I know what it is. And if they don't, these words don't come out. O'Halloran. Uh, she go. doesn't say. Right. She really wants, and the Clum Reds really want to say, hey, while she's on her podcast, hey, everybody, it's me, Grace O'Halloran. Let's pour one out for our homies. She then, but she ends up saying, hey, let's tip one for them. I'm like, I don't know about that. I don't like that term, tip one. We're going to tip you know? one. Yeah, I, that? I know that's still tip pouring it right out mouth. for your I'm homies. Not, no, no, I'm going to tip it right into my mouth because I'm not about waste. Oh, my. That's a tip right there. Don't waste your alcohol. Yeah, right. So, really, it's all over the place. And I know that you... Like the tip, Eric. I know that. There's my favorite thing here. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, Eric. It seems like we'll have a fun night tonight. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling a little bit, you know, I don't know, a little runaway train. Never coming back, Eric. I will tell you. That's because I got my medicine. I finally got it. Got my mitts on it, Eric. And it's trouble. It is trouble now. But with all that, actually giving me a a sense of euphoria. But that might just be me talking. To you, or I might just be me talking to you. If I had the two bros, I'd hit it right now, but I do not. The wolf man. The wolf man. But all of that said and done, we're going to go up to the books. We're going to start off with the biggin', the biggin' of the week, but mm, we'll see how that works out. But we'll be right back with that in just a moment.
cash register sound. to sound. With the books, Eric, that's less of a parody and more of a duet. I figured that me and you should kick off this first section of books together, Eric. And here we are and ready to go. And the thing is, you had mentioned earlier about the tie-ins to the Dark Crisis being a bit of a cash grab, a little right. bit of an insert, insert cash, cash register, register sound. sound. Um, when I ended up reading this first book, obviously, Batman versus Robin, uh, we have been enjoying it. I mean, there's one issue, but we even enjoyed a lot of the stuff going towards it. But this issue, it, it ends up doing a lot of recap. If you are Time reading, to get the all field, the casuals caught up. Yeah, and the weird play is, you you have that tug of war. You should really rely that your stories have been good. I mean, I know when you get all different books going, whatever. But it's also a six dollar book, and when I saw that, I'm like, holy moly! Course, you that, maybe we should have been like, hey, time out. Anybody who knows the story. You kind of can maybe ask your buddy a little. There's a little bit going on, but really, this feels like a recap. It also feels like a let's change some things. And and the idea that we mentioned Lazarus resin in this, I think, is just such a bad play. Uh, yeah, <laughs> were you the Dracula? I'm so tired Blech. of At- Lazarus resin at this point. Um, I was really hoping, beyond hope, that when we got done Task Force, I'm like. All right, all future states over now. We don't have to deal with it ever again. Exactly, yeah. And when we end up getting to the point, I'm going to actually give you... <laughs> bleh, bleh. I'm going to end up giving you wretch, but now an gonna alternate be deal. I'm going to give you an alternate deal of how this could have worked a little better. But the idea of going to this, and obviously Lazarus is a big part of it, but then this leads to Lazarus Planet. I just wanted to... I mean, can't we just get Lazarus? Why do we have to mention Resin? Why in this do we have to really retroactively try to Man, like Lazarus change things? Old hat now. Now we got to say Lazarus resin because that's the new hotness. Well, it is the hotness, but they're also changing some things that I know one Eric Which they will not. They like. started doing this in the Robin series, and I lost my damn mind. And you didn't like it even when we had the whole deal in the Shadow War, where it was announced. Oh, you know the science of the oh the science. Oh, for some reason, it? I thought that was just in the Robin no, book. No, that proper, was in that yeah, because it was right before he ended up dying. He died with the Ray science. Grace ended up taking it to his grave. Oh my goodness gracious! But you end up in this shit. No, and and especially when there's a demon involved, is very odd. And even then, the Robin series will go with that still because then it was leading into even the stuff in Dark Crisis. So much Lazarus. The idea that the pits weren't right that was also in the Shadow War, but also the great darkness. Now the darkness infecting Deathstroke, and he's doing that, but that was from him Possibly going Harley Lazarus Quinn, Pit. But who knows how that's playing out right now. The Lazarus Pit itself ends up, you know, bringing you back. Lazarus, everywhere you want to be, but not anymore. Catwoman book a couple years ago, 
She went in Lazarus Pit, came out with a different costume. That's she the only came thing. Out with a classic sixties costume it was crazy. It was crazy. And usually, what happens is you come back and you're kind of crazed out. She was just mad that you know it did it clashed with her boots. I think Eric. But in this, that was a failed joke. Oh my! <laughs> Here we go. Oh, but, it was a joke. Yeah, it was. Oh. oh, how dare you? How dare you? That the was wolf, wolf man would have liked that. And they actually. Me and the Wolfman right now, with we're, we're a little hairy. The oh Wolfman. My, the Wolfman. This is the joke you're going to get hairy. tonight. <laughs> I, uh, speaking of which, I shaved my head. I ended up, I look like a mental patient again. I say, did you get all the spots this time? No. Because I know you have trouble. No, I didn't. And I had long hair. Don't and go I outside. Just, uh, and I, I kept the hair in a pile, and I said to, to Tanya, is that still thing that, like, love for locks and stuff like that? And locks Tanya said, nobody wants your shitty-ass hair. That's what she said. She's and not I got wrong. so angry. It's so soft there. I said, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a pillow out of it. I'm gonna I'm make gonna, some dolls. You should see <laughs> you should see how much hair there is. I, I might actually make like a mask or something. You say that my hair is down to the middle of my back. Yeah. 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 Mine was not that far. It was past my shoulders though. Uh and long on the side. I was a mullet fan back in the day. Who uh, was I looked it? a little like I, I fashioned myself a little bit of an Andre Agassi look. And uh, actually was told that I kind of looked like him at that one point. That was, now I do again. I shave my head. He's bald there. Oh, my. But with all that, we're going to go into these books. You can end up again going to weirdsciencedccomics.com and reading written reviews of these. And this first one that we're going to do, the big book here, it's actually a review of Gates. You'll get another perspective, another point of view from maybe what me and Eric say. But, Eric, you're going to do the honors. What are we talking about? Batman vs. Robin, number two, written by Mark Wade with Art by Mahmoud Asrar, Jordi Belair, and Steve Wands. And we continue our look into the devil Nezha and how he's come back. He's taking control and sadly taking control of our boy wonder, Damian Wayne. But Batman is on the case with his newly resurrected butler, Alfred Pennyworth, which is such a weird idea just to jump in because that was our big thing last month. Oh, my God, Alfred Pennyworth is back. It barely felt like it made a rumble online, but... He is back and he is going to get on the case with Batman to try and save Damian Wayne, who is now like, you know, just become a monster with a bunch of other magical characters in the DCU who are working for the Devil Nezha. But Batman has to figure this out first because the Devil Nezha, he has big plans here, as we see with two villains going down to Atlantis to find themselves the Stone of Arian, which is going to give them even more magical power. Yeah, and it's funny, you end up, they are on the case, and also Alfred at the end, he ends up being a toilet face. Eric. And uh, with that, I said, we were talking before we Them's started the recording. <laughs> These are the jokes, I'm telling you, my head is spinning. Uh, when we talked before we recorded, I said to you, like, oh man, people are probably mad at the end of this issue because of what is revealed with Alfred. You know, we, we hardly knew ye back, Alfred, but that's the thing. It's not just that he just came back. It it almost felt like nobody cared. It really, there was not a lot for how he died and how long we've waited. It didn't feel big. It didn't feel like well, people were really grabbing onto it. Like me, I think a lot of people were out there waiting for the rug to be pulled out underneath them. Where, like at the end of this, it's not really him. And are we really getting back? Or is this just the start of some kind of loophole by the end of this? Maybe even going to Lazarus Planet where he can come back proper. But right now, sometimes dead is better. Sometimes dead is better. And even when he came back, that's the funny play. When he came back right away, people were already wary of it. They were saying, maybe this is a return of the outsider. Maybe we're going to have something like that. <laughs> maybe we're going to end up. back and he looks fine. I don't understand how that would and be. I'm telling you, like the idea, though, everybody seemed to have that idea, like you said, that 
the rug was going to be pulled out. Oh, that yeah. this didn't feel right. It did, and even when he he just comes back I, I in don't the trust rain. When people give me things. Now, when, when he comes, at, he's like, "Hey, I was in the rain and walked up here." Almost so much of a quinky dink, Eric, because that was when, if you remember, Bruce went to the first time in a while. He went to the. Manor. Oh, you talking about when he went back to the manor for some reason? He was compelled. He wasn't even supposed to be there. He's compelled. Like, this does not lead, you know, confidence in that. And so luckily, and I give... It's like somebody's magically pulling me back to my old abode. So it didn't feel right. And I give Mark Wade credit here. If you're going to play this deal, and at the end it does look like it's the devil Nezhov, if you're going to do that, you do it quick. You don't want to really, you know, lead people on that much, especially with a character like Alfred who people were waiting to come back so i think that that's a cool deal now usually what happens in these sort of things if he's the one who's going to pull the rug out he's probably then like you said in lazarus planet even he'll be the one bringing him back and bringing him back proper but you don't know it's almost like the start stuff when he does proper, come back proper i don't even know if i like it yeah really i'm telling you there might be crazy stuff this because this lazarus is nuts it's oh my crazy. god it does everything that we never saw before well, with the lazarus i mean seriously is there a greater gift or power than life, <laughs> I mean, that is a, why do you need to do more? Oh, by the way, it, it brings you back from the dead. You might be crazy a little, but it brings you back. Oh, guess what else? This person's going to fly. It's like, you get Lazarus, you get Lazarus, you get Lazarus, and it's already, I'm sick of the Lazarus. I really am. But when we get into this and go down with a Jinx and uh, Tanarek, when, oh, yes, yeah, when you go to Atlantis and you're looking for that deal of Arion, the mystic gem That's pretty Arion, cool. portal to the dark world. But even when they come to like the resting place, the tomb of Arion, where it's supposedly headed, it just takes me back to where we had that real secret tomb of, I don't even know it was a tomb, but that secret cave in metal that uh, Aquaman had to go down to where like, nobody knew about this. But no, we just have a regular, like, you know, a tomb of Arion. Even when, you know, Tanarak is like this, this would be it. The sacred shrine of Arion, ancient champion of Atlantis. And there's Jinx with a Arion. I've heard that name. I'm like, me as well, Jinx. Let's move on. Because all we're doing is we're getting ourselves a gem for the Devil Neza, and we're moving on, and we're just seeing more of the idea that magical villains slash characters in DC Universe are compelled or just under the spell to work for the Devil Neza right now. And I, I don't know how much pushing it needs, because really, these people just seem like, oh yeah, we're just working for the Devil Neza now. That's cool. I was just going to say, one of the things I believe, some of them are pointing out the fact of like, I'm going to get my powers up here. That's pretty cool. So uh, some of them are going willingly. I don't think that they're that compelled. But in this, it's it's weird. This issue, because of the idea that it's a lot of recap as well, you have this. I, I got I got this feeling. I shouldn't say we. I don't speak for fans of the book, Eric. But or you me. end up like the dialogue feels like that kind of controlled dialogue, that kind of forced deal of like, oh, your name is Jinx. I thought you dealt with luck powers. No. Well, what does Tanarak mean? That means alchemy. And watch this. I'm <laughs> going to use alchemy now. And it just seems very formula- formulaic uh, by the point. But it gets the point across, and you see this going on. But I don't think, and I saw some people where they were complaining, I don't mind this beginning because I think that that's pretty cool, the idea of going and getting these relics, also seeing that some of these magic users that we haven't seen in a long time they're involved. Some might be compelled, like you said. Some might be unwilling participants, but some are right in, and they're building up an army type of deal. I think that that's really cool. We're but get I saw some mystical items. Even we saw before, though, he's already built up a large cache of magical items that we had at the le- end of the last issue, right? Like just hanging out on the ground around his throne. Time to get more. I'm a hoarder, Nezha. 
The hoarder Nezha. Nezha is how he does things as if I ended up inheriting your action figure collection. They'd just be on the floor there. Aww. Somebody would bring them to me. I'd look and they'd just drop Please there. them properly. Oh, that'd be the worst. Uh, but in that, it's funny when you think about all the things them. going on. You're like, okay, now Nezha's making his super dark army. Oh, my goodness gracious. But in that. I saw a lot of people talking, even in the Slack, but also on Twitter, and saying that while they seemed to maybe more positive about this issue, they didn't like the beginning, saying that this beginning was, eh, I didn't need the magical items and things well, like that. the worst part about it is when we get Tanarak and Jinx, like, oh, yeah, we're just getting the magical stone of Aaron for the Dark World portal. We find out that Clarence gone off and ripped the soul suit off of Ragman. I'm like, I would have rather seen that story. That's true. I, I actually, and that's, you know, there's a thing that we've had some problems with. Bendis is big on that, you know, pretty much off panel having really big things happen. But you end up there with Clarion. I, again, I think that oh, it's Lord. more, I think that Mark Wade is trying to more introduce characters. And we already saw Clarion in this. But I don't know that, like you said, Tanarak. I don't know that I needed to see Tanarak. Like, just imagine where you just switch it in that horrific scene of ripping the cloak of souls off of Ragman. And then Tanarak says, oh, yeah, by the way, I was in Atlantis and got the, you know, the thing of Arian. I don't think we would have been saying we wanted to see that. We'd have been like, all right, we kind of get that. You're right. The big play would be the Ragman deal. But I don't know. The way that this plays out at the beginning, it doesn't feel like Mark Wade is giving it the oomph that maybe it needs because people are thinking that this is not the stuff the book is going to be. But this is all it's going to be. When we go off to Lazarus Planet, it's about the magic and about the magic users. So they are gathering these items, even in the preliminary art and some of the preview art that you saw. You saw Batman in the Helm of Fate, things like that. So this is some big stuff here. Which actually starts getting bit, like you know really big right now because on top of this grabbing magical items, it seems like we're grabbing. We can't use all these at once. What the, we got 17 arms? No, we got two arms each. We can't use all these items at once. So we have Black Alice come in, whose original power was to take like you know magical powers from other characters and use them herself. Now the Devil Nazar has her kidnapped and seemingly using her as a way to show a new power that she might have where... She's taking the magic out of other items and putting them into things like the Helm of Fate. So we're just charging up certain ma- like items like the Helm of Fate, which goes big for us seeing that Batman wears that in the Lazarus Planet event coming up. Yeah, and we we said, I made the joke of Lazarus Pitts already being powerful enough. You're you're upping the ante of the Helm of Fate. I mean, that's well, I crazy. Well, the idea at this point. It's I'm like, okay, them Lazarus Pitts, they they beyond belief at this time. We need to have something that's even more beyond belief to comp- uh, compete against it. It is funny because, like, all of the times that we'll see, like, we, we say a lot of times, hey, there's Superman. He's a blue lantern. Or, oh, my God, there's the amalgam of these two characters. Oh, my God, there's a Batman, Superman, Green Lantern fusion. Exactly, like that fusion deal in, in this, or not but in this, but Mark Wayne did know, it. Dark Knights of Steel with, like, Lex Luthor became a Joker, Green Lantern. Oh, did he now? Cool, I guess. And with that, though, you're, you're putting these powers into the Helm of Fate, and I'm wondering how that's going to transfer visually when you end up seeing Batman put on. the of order with that shit? Yeah, I, yeah, really. I mean, this is really going, ag- if there's anything going against the Lords of Order, they're turning the Helm of Fate into a chaos machine, pretty much, in with my Clarion. mind. So, yeah, yeah, with Clarion, so yeah, get And they just, yeah, they're, you know, off doing things, Eric. They're, they're upset. They're doing, now, if you really wanted to play some things out here, and again, I don't know how much Mark Wade really cares or whatnot, but remember, most of the magic users, when the Dark Crisis started, you had Constantine even say they all skedaddled. They got the hell out of town because they don't want to deal with this, and they're 
they're yeah, they're worried. I Word. I like that idea that this kind of leads into that where you have Neza even grabs them. Hey, you don't like that? Come here. Or the idea of the Lords of Order and all they're kind of busy right now, but you don't want to intersect too much going on. But I, I thought that was neat. The one thing that I was very disappointed, if you're gonna call something bewitched. You better have Dr. Bombay in it. That's all I say, Eric. Dr. This Bombay. Is this is called. We need Dr. Bombay. Uh, but no, in the beginning, that's when I was actually, I'm down for this. I want to see what leads to things. I got kind of like wary with the whole Black Alice deal, but. Exactly. The idea is cool, but they're like, we're seeing things when I'd rather see other things that seem really cool. And then when you finally get the Batman Alfred fighting Felix Faust, whose magic's gone haywire and who was reliving a previous Justice League battle to kind of like, Harken back to the Silver Age of comics. It feels a little bit like fan service because we do nothing with it. And then out of nowhere, the House of Secrets erupts out of the ground and we get, here's Abel. And then here's the House of Mystery. And here's Kane, the owner of this house. And within these House of Secrets and House of Mysteries where Batman and the Resurrected Alfred are trying to get to the bottom of what's going on because throughout this, Batman's the biggest dummy I've ever seen. And Alfred's just there to like, you know, reiterate things for the reader. Like, what does this mean? Or this person's name is this. Again, it's very formulaic. It's very and it's hand holy in a weird yeah. forced way. It's and then you have this going hand on. holding. Does that make sense, Eric? Because that's hand what it fisted, is. Hand fisted hand holding. Hand holding. <laughs> I, I go with it. But it is. when you get to the House of Secrets and the House of Mystery, for older fans, it's kind of fun to see Cain and Abel again yeah, for whatever is. it's worth. You, to you like them. For Batman to go through these things, like it's almost like new to him, like he's never heard of these things before, but for him to go through, to open up his mind and show him what's going on in the world, to give him the answers and to the secrets he wants and unveil the mysteries of beyond, it is just catch up for people who did not read World's Finest Batman or Robin or the Robin series or Shadow War. And it's it's a fun way to do it. You get Cain and Abel. You like Cain and Abel. Usually when we but see Cain and Abel anymore. Not here, like I in know. Cynthia too and stuff like that, it's not doing anything I know. Well, but being a, I agree. Like a, a nice... Uh, a nice landscape for the story to well, unfold, but it's a story that I already know. I'll tell you what Cain and Abel do in this is what we normally we don't get to see them much at all anymore. But when we do, I'm mad that we didn't get to see Cain kill Abel. Well, Cain and Abel, a lot of times what they end up doing are they're narrators of an anthology book around oh, yeah. Halloween. They get that's what they are. Just kind a of house here. mystery series in itself. You know what I mean? They're kind of that here, and it doesn't play out. But even there, you have Felix. You know, Fels. in the '80s, Elvira had the house of mystery. Yeah, in continuity. Yeah, I know. Reggie loved that. Uh, <laughs> even then, with Felix Faust, he's going and like, what exactly? Else? We're going to punish them, and we're going to. I don't know the punishment, and he ends up where he has the you know the Justice League there, his finger pumps. His fingers. I, I joke to you beforehand. Yeah. I right now. If I was Felix Faust to get back at the Justice League, I'd eat a lot of chili and wings, Eric, and then get diarrhea and then wipe my and butt then, with them. And then automatically run out of toilet paper. Oh, no. What is a guy to do? <laughs> They're like, thank God you see like Flash. Thank God he's got uh, toilet paper. No, you don't know me, Flash. Start away from my butt. It's again, it's, you said it. It's fan service, but done in a, a weird way. And when you do get the House of Mysteries, House of Secrets coming, you mentioned it slightly. The idea that Batman doesn't know what's going on to lead to this narration trip. We're spending an issue to catch Batman up with what we already know. I know, and and in that, like, we end up where we would laugh, where every minute Batman would find out, hey, I know about this Court of Owls. I'm so glad that I'm up to speed on, oh my God, there's a League of Shadows. What is this Lazarus Island? Yeah, so in that, when he's being told the stuff, it doesn't feel right. Batman should know, and you don't need Batman to not know. Alfred's there. Alfred is there as that guy that he needs. Hey, what's this house? Well, you don't know Alfred? I mean, you're stupid. I know that. But this is the house of secrets. But no, 
He doesn't know. We know that there's a twist at the end that this might not be Alfred. Even in the pre- even though in the previous issue, it did seem that this Alfred was uh, like you know up to snuff. He knew everything that Alfred should know and stuff like that. And being the go-to guy with Batman who goes over the files and is like a an extra like ear to like like listen to a story and help Batman figure out what's going on. He is intimate with the Bat family and what the Batman goes up against and who he, his allies are to the point where we find out in the stories, like, you know, pretty recently after Alfred died, he used to go and have dinner with the Kents and they talk about their boys. Fun shit like that. But Alfred here doesn't know anything, even the idea he doesn't know Boston Brand, the dead man's name or Constantine or anybody that Batman associates with on a magical level. Like such a trope to have Alf- anybody in this where. You want to talk about the characters that you might end up getting as teammates. You could just say, hey, let's throw this together. You know, let's spitball this. Should we get Phantom Stranger? Should we get Dead Man instead? You know, that acrobatic guy from Boston. You know, I don't know his name. He's kind of a man who's dead. Oh, Dead Man. Oh, yeah, that's him. Oh, or that guy with the, the fancy London it's coat so and the weird. fedora. It's really weird. It, again, is very ham-fisted dialogue. It's very much purposeful to get to a point but it doesn't play out really well as you're going through it and i just keep thinking batman would know this batman would know this now we get of the mind deal and this is what ends up happening it it ends up playing out well as they're going through the house but even then if you have read the robin book we're now going to see the lazarus tournament in a condensed it's the greatest hits this is watching sports center of what we've done already we're going to see the highlights we're going to end up being told some things in case we didn't know. But I watched the game. I don't need the highlights of that game. I watched right. the Eagles, Eric. I want to see the highlights of, like, the Niners or something. I don't know. But when you go into this, you do see double XL. So I'll give that credit. Uh, that goes, my score XL. goes up at least three points, double XL. And I, I, I got so upset. I saw him, and I'm like, you can't even see his chains. If you go and do double XL, you need the chains, Eric. That's part of the whole look. I feel that's that people cool are going to remember Black Swan over double XL when they think back to Robin. I got so angry when I'm there and I'm like, I'm centered so on the idea that double XL is there right in the middle, but he's kind of overshadowed and there's Black Swan. I'm like, you get up down. But we also see respawn, things like that. Well, it's such a weird idea for a recap. When we get to the end of the Lazarus Island tournament, Damien was involved in, in his own book and stuff like that. And the idea that Connor Hawk was then taken over by the Lazarus demon that would burn the world to the ground because while Rachel Gould wanted to destroy half the population to keep, like, keep the Earth safe, Mother Soul, she's like, no, go for gusto, baby boy, because I'm going to destroy the entire world with fire and with my Lazarus demon. And small kids, small children, they pretty much beat this thing. Oh, no, what should I ever do? I'm going to take this little head of him that's left from that battle. I'm going to go put it over here in this Lazarus pit that, if you didn't know, was refined from a Chinese elixir into something new. And we're going to be able to imbue this energy from this little Lazarus demon's head and put it inside of a star. And then we're going to leave it on the island for Damien just to find and then go wander with the star to put it up to the Devil Nezha's tomb door, which will then open the Devil Nezha's tomb door and start us on our apocalypse. Like, you have that, stolen that's, my that's, dreams. That's, that's your plan, is it? That's, that, that's what we're oh. doing. It, it went real simple here, right? And the funny play is by the end, I'm glad that Alfred seems to not be himself because throughout all this, even Batman himself, but when they're doing this, Alfred is that asshole at the movies. What did he just say? Did you Were know you that? Were the Lazarus Pits had an origin? I am now. I'm like, God damn it. Like, you went around the world with Bane, destroying these things until you realized that this is something that was created by the Earth. You left one behind because you need this for the Earth to survive. Now it's this Ra's al Ghul with Chinese elixir magic, who did it with not even magic, science, 
to make these things, and now they're just all over the place. You could use them more than once. Who gives a shit? Lazarus and Pitts or whatever you need them to be anymore. And it's kind of infuriating because they were once special. This is where I wanted to say, and earlier I said that I'd get back to it and, and bring something up. But even then, I wish that what we had Batman, because in this, Batman just comes off as a dummy. Alfred says, did you know that? No, I didn't. I did But I why now. wouldn't you? Because you would have been doing all With this the stuff. Like you said, yeah, really. <laughs> did you know he was the killer? Oh, my God, Darth Vader's looks father. You end up where in this going on, like, it makes Batman feel, like we said, dumb. It's almost like the idea with Tom King's run. And I, I'll just end there because that's what it's like. No, it's the idea with Gotham and Gotham Girl. They ended up right. buying their powers. Batman knows about it but never looks into it. This seems like years, all this time, he's never looked into Lazarus. That's bullshit. He has. But in that, why are we playing it like that? Why aren't we playing? Don't change the Lazarus pits. Don't do it. You have a way to go. You don't like Lazarus resin, right? That's kind of new. Why aren't they just saying that? We're upping the ante. This is the recipe for the resin. Leave the pits like they were. That's a classic thing. You're trying to redo things. And in that, that well, would make though, it better how, how for me. How does it work, though? Because even the idea, everything, every step of the way where we try to change it, it goes against itself because in I the know. new history during Shadow War, Ra's al Ghul came across this thing and used his science to make it what it was. But also on top of that, the, de- the the pits are controlled by a demon. I'm like, oh, now it's magic. Like, how do these work? I wanted this to all be because, again, I I really give them, I'll give them credit in one way that they are trying to, I guess, it doesn't seem because we're all over the place, but trying to nail down what it, it'd be like the Phantom Zone. Every time somebody uses oh, the Phantom Zone, it's something different. That's how Lazarus is a lot of times. Sometimes you come out crazy. Sometimes you come out with a change of clothes. I, the it, thing it, is, it should, Lazarus Pit should not be Phantom Zones. For some reason, like I'm telling you, I hate it, but I can allow the Phantom Zone to be whatever the writer wants to be. Lazarus Pit should be written in a Bible you somewhere. You need to nail to something follow. down. But in all of this, I'm playing with the Dark Crisis, playing with what happened with the darkness and Deathstroke. I wish that what we are playing... We're actually doing the idea of we're playing God here. There's a Lazarus pit. How dare you, people? This was the greatest gift on Earth. But it wasn't good enough. And you're trying to up it. That's the resin. That is tainting everything. You get demons involved. We're doing this. And just say, the Lazarus is what it was. But then we added the Chinese alchemy and all that stuff. So then at the end, we can just let it all wash away. And we just have Lazarus pits again. Demons. This is It's starting to get more and more confusing. Magic. But just if you're going to go resin, make that a completely separate deal, because it seems like it's different, especially if you're going to this Lazarus planet. And all we know about it is, is that it starts raining and everybody gets powers. That is not the Lazarus pit. So go Lazarus resin different. But in that where Batman went, Alfred, did you know that's about? And I wanted Batman to say. This doesn't make sense. I know what Lazarus pits are. And Lazarus, I've looked. This is something different. They're making something different. You can't do this. Don't play God. I know a man who played God once there, once. And so play that way. I don't know why they don't do that here. He just kind of changes things and it gets wacky. It doesn't make sense. And it, it makes me more angry. I'm not as angry about the resin as you, but I'm sick of it. Well, even the progression of our story where you want to do fun, spooky October stuff like the House of Mystery, yeah, the House of Secrets. Is. Here's the Cynthia and her two other witches from the Witching Hour, it's, some it's, fun little yeah. Halloween stuff. And you're getting Batman all caught up to where we are with what's going on. And we do learn a little bit more about how like Damien opened up the Devil Nest House to him, got taken over. But at that point in time, now the, 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 like, the dream machine of this House of Secrets, stuff like that, 
it just becomes real where Damien has been the one somehow magically controlling Abel, Kane, and Cynthia this entire time, putting Batman through the works to catch him up, and then even burns down the house, and then his mother's soul. You allowed him to like stay in Paris? Like, he's, we don't have to worry about him. Well, you know what you are now? You are actually the Batman, and what we need to do, we need to get you a costume since you are the Batman, and now we just get Damien Wayne, a little tiny Damien Wayne in his Batman 666 costume, and like, what a Batman needs to is Robins, and now the entire Bat family is controlled by the devil Nezha and Mother Soul. I'm like, how did we just get here for what was happening this entire time? How was Damien puppet mastering Kane, Abel, and Cynthia in the House of Mystery and Secrets? And when you do that, 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 is, that is it's a weird play. I'll give you I hate magic. I'll give you a deal where I think that there's some more bullshit here because again, yeah, we're getting caught up, right? It's recap. You you kind of need that and things like this in case. And like I said, there's a bunch of different books events that led into this, so I understand. One thing though. That's where I think that DC should maybe lean on, you know, other things, the digital, the app. Maybe you could put out a, a six, you know, page thing that recaps things because you're throwing it in a six dollar book here. It's kind of bullshit. But when you're doing all this, it just feels weird that the biggest thing that has happened in all these things is Nessa taking over Damien. And we still kind of get it in a flashback. We still almost get it off panel. We see it here. But we didn't see it. We're actually being shown it in the, you know, after the fact deal. And it felt weird. Again, the it felt of weird the with it. So when you said at least we find out new things, that is true. And it's a very small new thing. We just continue on with where we left off with the epilogue to the Robin series. We don't know. We didn't know that he had a magical Lazarus star that was viewed by the Lazarus demon's energy to open the tomb of Nessa. But we do know that's the little small bit. You and, know. and again, that's what's the weird play is I would have rather the series that started from where you ended up having the Robin deal shadow or they stop with, you know, Robin going and pressing his hand against the wall, whatever. I would have rather seen in this that entire and go. time, even though I built up in a crossover series that took place in the past and Batman, Superman, World's Finest has set up the devil Nessa. Batman never knows about Lazarus Island or what this tomb is. He seems to have a weird Swiss cheese amnesia about what he remembers from the past. Is it magic? It probably is because everything fucking else is. That's the problem. Is That's why you hate magic, and I do too. Because at the end, you start making things in your mind like, oh, he must be mind whammied. Uh-oh, Zornar. Oh, you don't remember what this tomb is to the most powerful being that took over half the DC universe that almost killed you and Superman? That's weird, Batman. Why don't you remember You this? know, all that shit that went down where you ended up fighting Nezhan. Well, Robin got lost in time when Superman, Supergirl and him freaking went and, went and broke for the time stream. Yeah, she ended up and he got lost, but then they found him very easy, but he got a little of the Don't the say time for us. It's going to be a new thing. Yeah, exactly. When you end up, though, when Batman's there, you're right. They're like, where are we now, Master Bruce? This looks familiar. I think I'm remembering something. It's like Witch Mountain. Like, you it look is. like you're remembering something. Are you? You're just staring off the space. Uh, and again, though, this is Batman. Any other character I can go, if it's me, I'm there. I mean, I'm in my own house in the basement I'm in right now. I'm like, where the fuck am I? I don't know. But this is Batman. You're playing Batman off in a way that he doesn't remember a big thing. And, and you can say... I need the failsafe robots to come in here and get this shit done. Well, you can say, like, well, so much has happened, whatever. But we've ne with Batman, he knows. And to the point where Batman will show up randomly at some guy's house and like, oh, my God, who is Batman? Why are you here? Well, when you were three years old, I ended up doing this. Like, the guy has, has to have a dead memory. He's got whatever he has. He remembers shit. Remember this. You remember this island with a giant He makes skull. mnemonic devices for everything. <laughs> yeah, and takes a lot of notes, right? He's taking the notes. Also, I love the idea where 
he ends up and he just stops with it when they're talking about who is that fellow that's a man who's dead but the elsa says i can't get superman in here because he is susceptible to magic and he'll be taken also, over by Nessa. Exactly. You don't want a Superman being taken over. But also, if Nessa wants to at this point in time, bringing Superman in is not going to do it. Nessa is going to seek him out. And I don't know why he hasn't, because right now he has a vendetta against Batman, the man who put him away. I'm like, but Superman was also there and was also another man. It's in the title of the book, Batman, Superman, World's Finest. Exactly. Go after Superman. I just thought, why aren't they calling Wonder Woman? There, there's more people than just Clark. I mean, there's other superheroes out there. And Wonder Woman... She kind of goes against magic things, and she kind of was yeah. in the Just League Dark. And uh, so I thought that the kind mention. Of a big deal. And some of the times when you mention things, it's fine, but sometimes you should just kind of leave it be because, like you said, Nezha, it, it, you might want to get a hold of Superman right now and tell him to get the hell off and it, hang out on Oa. I don't or know. Just a solitude yourself, New buddy. Corrigar. Uh, just go somewhere, right? Just get out of here. Go hang with the Durlins. <laughs> exactly. Start drinking all that alcohol you got in that bachelorette party. It does nothing for him. It doesn't, but it might taste good. Speaking no. of which, I ended up get, getting uh, chips today. Beer-flavored chips. I got it Are you all insane? Day. What's wrong with you? Why would you do that? They were the worst things I've ever eaten in my life. I yeah, ate almost all of them. I could have told you that before you bought them. They were addicting. What's wrong with you? And <laughs> the weird play was, it was like, you end up I'm eating an alcoholic them at first. Chips. At first, the taste is okay. The aftertaste was just completely awful. That's called beer. Well, I was trying to explain it to Logan about the idea. In my mind, the aftertaste was actually waking up the next morning and realizing what you had done and yeah, the shame and stuff. I'm like, I have the aftertaste of shame right now. Tried to explain. He didn't quite know what I was talking about, but... He will when he gets a little older. Yes, he will. 15 in your case. When was the first time you drank beer? Like, actually, I'm not saying a sip. Because I know the first like time I got drunk. Okay, when was that? I was in the theater opening weekend of Terminator 2 when I was nine years old. Nine years? And so you were you were with your dad, weren't you? You didn't know I was drinking his alcohol no. that he had me sneak in. Okay. <laughs> was that your lotion? <laughs> they, they, they were wine coolers and they were tasty. Oh, my goodness. And yes, it was because I had poison ivy all over. He's like, if anybody asks, this purse you're carrying, boy, purse. has your poison ivy medicine. <laughs> oh, what a he jerk. grabbed my stepmother's purse and go to oh, the freaking movies with me. Gracious. Up with wine coolers. And made a little boy carry it. Your dad was his own little house of secrets going around. Uh, but yeah, I, I like some of the dialogue, though. Actually, I like the Damien stuff. We'll get to the Batman 666. But the idea when Mother Soul actually doesn't understand the Batman says, oh, what? You're killing him. And he's like, no, no, that that does not do anything to the Batman. It's like catching a rhinoceros with a butterfly net. and You know, it's OK. But when he ends up getting the Batman 666 outfit, and with that huge collar sticking up, he's now three foot eight, Eric. But well, that's why he's standing on that column at the end around the Bat family, so he's taller oh, than exactly. him. Oh, exactly. He's there. And I keep going back to that deal, which works out. I don't think anybody even knows the idea of around this age, Damien's age, in that Batman 666 issue, he mentioned it's when things started to go wrong. It's when, yeah. the, you know, a big thing happened that well, turned him dark. And the writers have to read. It's in that one issue. There's only just that one issue. And Batman he says it. 666. Yeah. So I hope that that's kind that's of what we're wink winking. Not the mark of the beast. Yeah, it is. It's, it's both, Aaron. Actually, I ended up uh, this morning, I ended up going and looking at a, at a thing we have. We had 666 followers. I'm like, oh, God, I'm getting possessed now. <laughs> I'm getting possessed. I almost like, I'm going to lock this shit down now so that we're just there. <laughs> I know there is one of the. No, there's a ton of horror accounts that do yeah, that. Yeah, and they just do that. I'm like, okay, let's play that these games. That is 420. Yeah. Oh, really? Seriously? Of course. 
Uh, not 311 or anything like no. that, like big 311 fans out there. Out there. Oh, because my God. Because there's that whole thing now. I don't know if it's true or not, but the urban legend will go around about what that actually means. And I'm like, I don't want to talk and about that's it. That's supposed to be really bad. Uh, I don't know. I know they like the skateboarding. They might be crazy guys who go around in hoods. I don't know her. I'm not here to judge 311. But you end up all of the Robins are there under the control of Damien. And in that, it's kind of a funny play because I'm still in this mode for some reason of thinking that, oh, these are like the Robotronics. They're the animatronics. But we have all possession in this. And I don't know why I, I keep thinking other things. And then you have that. It's a shame, right? Yeah, there, there's a little Nightwing there. He's out. Look, you say it's a shame. I have Red Hood in my favorite costume that he has been in. Like, and for like, he hasn't been in this costume, the New Fifty Two costume, in a long time. I'm happy to see him in it here. Yeah, they and all I hope look, it stays. They all look pretty good. And actually, that that is a weird play of going back. But if you're going to get possessed by the Batman Six 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 Damien, you go classic. There is, uh, is yeah. what you do. You're you're going to the, you're going to be the belle of the ball now. You want to look classic, but in that then. A double cliffhanger because that would have been a great cliffhanger. Seriously. I mean, it really is. You're like, oh my god, oh it keeps going. What's going on? The house is on fire. You know, let the motherfucker burn. You end up where Alfred is like, oh, you know, Master Bruce, what are we going to do? We got to get all these people. That's the deal. Well, this guy with the cloak and the fedora, kind of giving them a little wink, wink, hint, hint, where it looks like he's being led. And again, Batman seems Two like other a, a magical doofus. people. Yeah, but in that, I think that Batman might know what's going on and might be one of those he's going to play the game he has to come up on Oof. top some of this but he says you know what alfred old friend it's so great to have you back you are my rock my guy and then you end up seeing that he's got the shadows up in this i love it if you, batman turns around what the fuck is going on why is your shadow doing that Oh, it's just a trick of the flames. Trick of the light, Master, Master Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> He's like, all right. I never saw that before, but I learned a lot of shit. My head's spinning. Let's go. But then it says, you know, next island of death. <laughs> all right. But here's the thing is we're talking about it. And a lot of things when I read it annoyed me. But we do get everybody up to speed. We learn some important things. And Look, I'm telling you, that's fine for a lot of people. But for me personally, I know these things. Well, and again, just as an aside, we get the review copy. So we end up, we're reading it, whatnot. So I'm not, I, we never and actually just to even push that aside. We don't usually put the idea of price into our reviews. It's just not something. Because Reggie used to do it a lot. And you could just play that game over and over. And it just goes. And it's. Something that is very personal of what people buy and whatnot. I'm cheap, you're not. So in that, though, by the end... In a different way. Yeah, really. At the end, <laughs> you're cheap, I'm easy. You end up, we're, we're this new duo. That's our new names. You end up, though, by the end of this, that cliffhanger with the Robins, pretty cool. That's big. And then this deal with Alfred, while I rolled my eyes, still pretty big. So you end up with a, all right, things are happening, but we're two issues in. While we're also just as inside going through an event that we're waiting for things to happen as well. And I really thought that first issue, last issue, was like, oh, man, this is cool. This is going. This takes a step back. It's MC Scat catting. It's taking two steps back. And uh, though by the end, I'm kind of excited to see how this goes. And hopefully Batman, you know, remembers he's kind of smart and knows things and plans. And, you remember Batman? You remember the Batman in there? And also, like, Alfred... Maybe we're going to find out that he's kind of tipping his hat, but he's not. Remember at one point, it's funny, like this probably, I don't know how you're going to play it because of bringing him back or whatnot. If this is 
uh, a possession or this is just Nezha and a shape-shifting Look, deal. I but- take it the same way you described it in the Green Arrow World Without a Just League Dark Crisis book with the idea where Green Arrow, as far as I'm concerned, died because he got rather punched by Doomsday at the beginning of the Dark Crisis event and stuff like that back in Just League number 75. So the idea that he still survived in a dream world where this is more of a construct by pariah and stuff like that, where it goes back to what we were talking about with Quiver, where he doesn't have a soul, but he was brought back, and then we have to get to that. It seems like the same thing with Alfred possibly. And then maybe we'll just be the search for his soul. He needs some soul. I would probably tell him to listen to James Brown like twice a day. Call me in the morning, Eric. Why don't you do that already? Uh, I, I have been recently, actually, <laughs> and I'm enjoying it. But in that, I hope that he's kind of tipping his hat. To Batman, Batman's realizing things, but keeping them close, knowing what's going on, knowing that, you know, especially that idea when we find out a page later after he says, thank you, old friend. I'm always at my best when you're keeping an eye on me. I think that he's, you know, he knows maybe what's going on. But it's weird play, though, in all this with magic. You throw that and it gets wonky. You wonder what's going on and whatnot. But at the end, I'm like, all right, I, I still am into this. I still want to go forward. The Lazarus stuff annoys me, but I want to see how this works out and, you know, how Damien comes out of it, all that. And what happens with the Lazarus planet there? But what would you give this? Ultimately, I think the art in this is great through and through, but mostly in this situation for a book that I've been looking really forward to with Batman versus Robin and the idea of where you were picking up where we left off with the Robin series, which I also thought was really good. This fell flat hardcore for me because it's a lot of fan service, a lot of recap, and it's a lot hey, look at this stuff from over here. Even when Felix Faust with his Justice League fingers, like, there's no reason for him to have that there. It does nothing for the story, but it's fan service. Here's Batman 666, Damien. Maybe that'll go somewhere. We can avert that future, and it'd be a cool tie into something that we've seen years and years ago, but right now, it just feels like a lot of magical nonsense and a lot of callbacks to try to wow fans over without having any real substance to your story, plus all the bullshit with the Lazarus they're doing right now. But thankfully, there are some fun moments in this that keep me, like, you know, looking forward to the next issue. And like I said, the art's great, so a 6 out of 10. Oh, my goodness, Eric. I knew you were going to do it, and I don't have my sound effect. It's fine. <laughs> oh my Nobody needs gracious. it. The, the Wolfman Wolf 6. Uh, in that, I, I, I'm about this. I'm a little more positive. I, I'm a 6.8. But when I talk about it. Even, I'm telling you, all the October stuff, the House of Secrets, the House of Mysteries, the Witching Hour Cynthia, Kane and Abel, it's all spooky fucking fan service bullshit. does nothing for the story. It's just a way for Batman to be caught up with where the readers are and just makes the readers infuriated who have already read it. What 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 did you give it? Eric? What, what was it? Oh, I gave it a six point one out of ten. Uh, kiss my grits. I I didn't get it. I just wanted uh, to do my impersonation of Flo. So in that, when you get into this, six out of ten. The, kiss my grits. You end up where this is how I'll explain it, and I I think it makes sense. But my head's spinning as I said. The idea that you have this fan service, right? It's pretty much what you get in the world's finest book. By I agree. Lord Wade, and people love it. We don't like it as much, but you know you have the fun. Now we're doing something more serious, though, and he's still joking. It's it's like the idea when you're joking. You're at the fire company that you were okay. with the fire, and you're there hanging out, and you're doing your jokes. Then you go off to like a nine-alarm fire. People are dying, and that same guy's still there slapping you in the balls and pulling his pants down. You're like, there's room for things going on, and sometimes you have to be a little more fun serious. Fun is fun, but done is done, buddy. Exactly. I, I play it as the idea of like a guy who's known in, in a sport where he's like a goofball, and then wonders afterwards why he doesn't get a coaching opportunity because you don't need the goofball coaching, even though he could change it up or whatever. But in this, he's doing the same things. The idea of Felix Faust is the same nonsense. And like you said, people like it. It works better in the world's finest. You're there for that fun little, 
you know, kind of in the continuity silver age Nondescript timeline. Yeah, this weird timeline, but you're having fun, and it's that's the whole concept of it. That's why you're buying it. Then you get to this event that should be serious business, and you are dealing with some serious business, and you're still yucky-to-yucking it up with this fan service, and it doesn't play out as well. It doesn't give you the information. Hey, Dick Grayson Robin, remember when you used to pal around with Supergirl and you went back in time, and now we're in the present day, and somehow she's still younger than you? And you can fudge that idea of, well, I kind of watched how they did this, and now I'm going back in time, and you're like, ah, people will say to you, what, can you have fun, Eric? Which you can't. But when you get to this, (laughs) you you can't do the same thing. This is bigger. And it's also setting up even bigger things. I mean, this is kind of an event, but it's setting up an event coming up in 2023. We need some solid info. We need the characters to act like they're acting. And instead of showing Felix Faust with his, you know, puppet fingers. My magic fingers. As they kind of come to life and they start attacking them. Lilliputian fingers. I mean, we didn't even talk about that when all the little devils are going after. It's because it was of the mind and it was bullshit, even though it was real. And then they end up, yeah, it was bullshit. Listen, even the devil does that because maybe that would have been better, but these were just little Lazarus demons. I just looked at them and I'm like, well, devil does that, whatever. It's just these little guys. Uh, but, you know, less of that, more info, more hard hitting stuff because we're dealing with Batman going against something that has taken the soul of his son. That's big. Now has mind controlled all of his kids and also offers not the same as what he should be. Looks like he's the devil does that. This is stuff. That's a complete attack on Batman, and not just Batman, but Batman's heart, Eric. His heart. He was dying to get to the Nezhas. Now he just wants to live, Eric. But you're playing big things, but then you you always pull him back with this nonsense. But I still am a little more into it than you, 6.8. And this was a weird issue because you even saw, because we talked about it, People are so all over the place with what they thought about this issue. Some people loved it. Some people hate it. We're kind of in the middle. It's kind just like Halloween ends. Really? You told me that that is nonsense, right? I mean, why are they so upset at Jason? Oh, I man. Hate you so much. <laughs> I mean, the funniest is before we're recording, I'm talking to you very seriously about Halloween and the stuff that I know. And then we get and here. Your right? history in the background and what it makes you feel with your friendships of other people who are really into it. Yeah, my buddy, her. Jason loves it. And then I get on here and I have to be. <laughs> there you go, Eric. Damn you piss, there wanted to have. A serious event-like conversation, and I came in with the jokes. Stop I waiting this up. I came in with up. the jokes. Oh, my goodness. Everybody knew it was Freddy. I'm still uh, doing it. <laughs> what is next? Next up, we have Superman, Son of Kal-El, number 16, written by Tom Taylor with art by Cian Torme, Ruari Coleman, Romulo Fajardo Jr., and Dave Sharp. And in this, we have part two of The Return of Kal-El. Daddy's coming home, baby. And be- while well, everybody's going to buy this book. sound. Hoping you get the idea of that big... That big reunion between father and son. Now that Superman has spent months out in space, out in Warworld, Daddy's finally home. He's bringing a new status quo to Earth with Warworld being a satellite trying to get refugee citizenship on the planet Earth itself. But you're looking for that instead. You get that day in the life of John Kent and get two pages. What's maybe, going on? Of What's Superman going on with this? And, Super, and Superman, son of Kal-El, John Kent, get together. I'm like, you really just said part two of The Return of Kal-El and instead... I don't mind the idea that you're going to continue on with the story and set up, you know, story beats for future stuff. But no, it's okay. you, really, you really spent more more time with a day in the life of John Kent, where eventually we did get to the the uh, the making of the new character Red Sin, but you did nothing with the return of Kal El. I do appreciate the John Travolta esque Superman on the cover, though, Eric. I did like <laughs> that, but eh, I'm telling you, look at it again. 
Uh, you end up, though, in this where it, it, it gets me angry. And it's not the oh, same. Oh, yeah, he's a goofy Travolta. Isn't he Hey, what? He's Vinny Barbarino there. He's a sweat hunk. Uh, like you are every day of the year. You end up, though, with this where, okay, people can say to us, hey, lighten up, Eric. We just said, you don't have any fun. This is nice. You can't, uh, the idea that Superman shows up for two pages at the end and it's nothing, that is, it's bad. The thing that gets me angry, though, is you got to go to the next level. The war world stuff in action comics seem to have been freaking cut at the knees. You got to end this. They throw out, uh, out of nowhere, its own little war world rising type issue. It's not even in the deal to get to this and not have anything. Because pretty much Tom Taylor in this book, the story was over. He ended up finishing up his Gamora we stuff. Gamora, yeah. So he can have a cool down deal. Action comics, though. To the point where Philip Kennedy Johnson has to figure this out and bring Warworld back to Earth with him when he comes back. That's bullcrap. It really is bullcrap. It ended up really making. Now, again, that story needed to come to an end. It went a little too long. But it just feels like this book ended up being able to take this story in because nothing's happening. But Action Comics had stuff happening. And then in this, it, it plays out a weird deal. If you don't know, this book is ending. They're going to end up coming back. Joshua Williamson is going to end up being the Superman writer. It's more than Superman. Yeah, it is. And it'll be back to Cal-El Clark as Superman. And John will go off to a six-issue mini. Now, But John will still continue in that book as well, won't he? He's part of the Superman family. Here, this isn't Naomi. I mean, seriously. <laughs> it's not Teen Lantern This or is anything. not a, a, a new age of DC no. heroes. And remember, all this stuff, just to get it all out there, the idea of aging, de-aging, all this stuff going down, like the idea that John will disappear is ridiculous. He'll be with Cal and Superman. I, I just keep saying Cal, but also Lois. And if they want to bring out more Super Sons books, they can certainly do. They've been doing that. You just go back in time and do that. But in the deal where, and it's a shame, this book ends up, hey, it's not going to continue. It's going to go to a miniseries and end. It feels a lot, I said earlier, like the Bat Cat. Tom King got fired. Hey, we want his fans to be able to finish the story. And then Tom King kind of says, fuck that and fudges it up his own way. But it feels like this miniseries is to finish off John's personal story here. Then it'll go off in the deal. But that's not a reason to go online and, and a, like celebrate. It's like people were dancing in the streets. They, there's no reason to do that. David Bowie there? Mick Jagger? Yeah, and really with the no sound version where you just hear background <laughs> noise best. and it's so great. I haven't loved this book. I, I really haven't. But it's not John. It's just nothing's happened. I want more to go on. But in this issue, it's almost like Tom Taylor knows that it's... A, and what he's doing is a victory tour of how great John is here. But also, I feel like he's busy fighting back at people. Because even at the one point when you have John, he wakes yeah. up. And he wakes up and he's like, <laughs> and even at the beginning, you see some wonky thing because it doesn't make sense. Where John, when he was little, probably just right after killing Goldie, he's yeah. out there and he's like, I think, every- he's a little bit, I think he's a bit younger than that, personally. I don't know. Just because it's the, the super hearing that he's going through and his father's there to hold him and tell him how it is because he's We've been seen it. this. We, this was in the Man of Steel but movie. But the worst part is we shouldn't see this here because even when you have a bearded Superman in his solar black suit that, you know, was a big thing. And what was that book called? Like, I always want to call it. The, it was Superman, I, Lois, and Clark. By was Dan it just Jordan. that? Because I thought it was like yep. Adventures for whatever reason. But no. Superman, Coming Lois, and Clark. Okay. Yep. Coming out of Convergence, where you had the idea of the pre-Flashpoint Superman. Uh, Grin. It was we amazing for the idea of the continuation from Convergence, where you had 
Superman, Lois, and like, you know, a John Kent who was, you know, born during Convergence had come to the New 52 Earth and they had laid low because this Earth had a Superman already because the timeline was rebooted. They laid low, but every now and again, Clark would get his gumption up, put on a black suit, grow a beard out, and so people didn't recognize him, even though he has a giant fucking S on his chest, to go and do super stuff. And that timeline was rewritten during Superman Reborn, so even though it's a fun stuff that you and I love, the Superman stuff that we had with this, like, you know, pre-Flash Point version and the New 52 version, their timelines were put together and mixed so it made sense. There'd be no reason for the Superman to no, be this No, there'd be no reason like with this. this look. Even though I dig this look. Yeah, we know what Tom Taylor's doing. He's trying to give you back the feels of the beginning. Almost again, this is a full, not victory lap, but a greatest hit. It's a thing of, like, look how cool John is. Look at the closeness. But again, I said, we saw this in the Superman Man of Steel movie the same deal except what it was his mom at that point when they go to the school i can't take it mom i can't hear just relax listen to my voice it's the same thing we've seen over and over and even then when you end up having john at by the end when he says to so the big thing that he said i was looking for you all over bullshit you weren't looking you knew you that were. he went off i mean it felt like all of a sudden you're retroactively saying like he just woke up one day and he was gone this was something that was coming up coming up coming up and he had to leave but in that, when you do go through the day, it's just, I swear, it's Tom Taylor desperately at the end here, a Hail Mary saying, isn't John pretty cool? Isn't he a good Superman? We like him as Superman. It's fine. But the thing of heating the coffee, they, like, this you know, is what friend, we're getting. I'm telling you, I don't know if I'm watching too much weird porn or whatever it is. My mind goes to dark places. For some reason, when Lois is typing and the idea that she's been up all night and the idea like, dismiss your father, like he used to used to heat coffee up for me like when he'd wake up in the morning because I'd been up all night doing like yeah, I, I really miss the stuff that your father used to do for I, for some reason my mind went to a dark place but thankfully I turned the page and immediately forgot it but going through this here I'm like I got weird <laughs> here's how dumb I am you end up John wakes up all right another day he gets out of bed and starts getting dressed and I'm like who the fuck is in bed with him that's not Jay he's J- oh it's him stop judging he's super and also I got mad I'm like and crypto's fine with it He's cheating in cryptos right there. Let the dog watch, Eric. And you end up where he goes up. But again, this is John, who Tom Taylor. And here's what gets me. You ended up where Tom Taylor, and he seems to really love the character. And people can roll their eyes or if you don't like it, whatever. But he does seem to like it. But he, he ends up with John getting on this like line in the sand shit with people online. The idea of I'm doing a Superman that doesn't punch anybody. Well, you're limiting yourself a lot of ways that way. I mean, at some point, you might have to have him punch somebody, but he's so adamant about this stuff. And then he ends up where he heats up the coffee, but then it's a, oh, look at those assholes online and on the news saying bad things about me. But it doesn't play out as any sort of story beat except the idea of tying to Lex by the end of here. But still, it just feels like Tom Taylor's just ra- you know, railing on people who don't like John and make them feel bad. But then, Hey, I go out and like the idea in this, we said it in the Dark Crisis book. And even with that, I don't need to see John go to children's hospitals. That's almost like a given. Th- these these heroes are heroes. I, I need that more than John spending two pages going to a guy's arm who he accidentally broke to apologize and write well, on his chest the saying, Superman like, symbol. I don't even remember this guy, and I think I'm supposed to. In in the idea that Tom Taylor said, and we don't know the semantics of it, but it seemed like this week when it was announced that there would be a new Superman book and this thing. Tom Taylor gets online and says how shocked he was. What, what, you're not shocked. 
you're already setting it up here. This is John going around and saying goodbye and kind of tying loose ends. How about he then figures, because what John does in this book that drives me nuts is he does these things, goes to the children's hospital, goes and gets pizza for people, goes and visits his kid. In that, he's helping some people in a boat that have a problem. He helped those refugees, and then the big play was what was going to happen to them. Oh, they were arrested. No, <laughs> no that's the protesters. Remember, they were going to be detained, the, yeah. the deal, and sent back to Gomorrah. It never really amounted to anything. It, it just, he went on, and that's what Tom Look, Teller does a lot. he took his stand, the media saw that, and he moved on, just like everybody else who has a cause. Exactly. Well, also, everybody else online, until, you know, he tweeted out a couple of times, oh my god, I did my work today. I tweeted. Uh you had the play. You mentioned something in the last Nightwing issue, and hopefully everybody had read that. But it really, you really pointed out the idea of what happens with Tom Taylor when he gets these things where, okay, I'm going to have John solve a problem. I'm going to do this. And then things that happen on the outside don't work. Where last issue of Nightwing, they stop Blockbuster, but let every other murder just drive away, giving the finger to people. And don't Brutality, care. Electrocutioner got away. They just free. go away because that's not what he's. It's weird. But in this, it's a nice enough thing. You end up, hey, I'm going to go back and see the Kents. I'm going to go play ball with the cryptos. But on the cover, I see that it says the return of you know Superman, Cowell, his father. Seriously, you start off with this idea of back in the day, my dad ended up making me you know realize the stuff. It's almost like a. Uh, a Team Wolf deal. Hey, you don't understand. Oh my God, you do. You're a well, Team Superman Wolf is too. Superman, but he will never be as good as a dad as James Hampton and no. Team Wolf. But in that, after that scene, there is no reason that we're not spending. And maybe we'd complain if it was just, you know, hey, son, what happened when I was gone? What's going on? I want to tell you, you this and all that. just about father and son reuniting after this time. You have a home run. Even if it sucks, people are going to praise you. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, even play the same exact issue. Where you end up, John goes out, and he's already, we already established, he heats the Lois's coffee in the morning, right? And in the afternoon, because he comes back and does it again. Go the next day. Just have that. And he's like, hey, I'm going to go out. And then, like, next night, he goes, he comes out the next day, and he goes to do it. Oh, my God, the coffee's warm already. Dad's back. He ends up, then Clark comes out, they hug, they have their feel, and then... Hey, what do you want to do now, Superman? You can do the same nonsense. Go to the children, but do it with Cal. Do it with your dad so that you can end up and then have something happen where they have to go. Have him go and introduce them again to Jay. Do all this stuff. Do that. But even the idea where, you know, John has been on his own for months now, acting as Superman for in his father's wishes. But oh, they're big shoes to fill. The idea of coming, like trying to outlive your father's shadow, outlive it. But like, you know, out overcome your father's shadow that you're stuck in. And now that he's back, we have the two Superman. Everybody's just, you know, cheering for Superman, you know, proper and not John, even though they're both doing the same thing. And then have a heart to heart about this whole thing where he, John has become his own man and can move on. Have all these things because you're always going to live in your father's shadow. Even everybody online doesn't want John Kent because he's not Clark Kent. And just play with that if you're going to play off that, any idea. But no, you get two pages. Like, I look for you every day. I know you did. It's funny. Boy. So you were talking about the deal. Really, if you go through this, then. After you said about Lois and that coffee and your dad used to do this stuff. Go then and just look oh, at that, yeah. just go then to the the, the Kents and it, it really looks like we're right back to American Pie. You have John where he thinks he's, he's alone. He's oven, grabbing that pie out. He's like, Oh my look at that look. He's like, I'm gonna fuck you pie. I'm gonna start doing this. And if you don't get out of the way, uh, you're done. And then 
Eugene Levy. Oh, no, it's Grandma Kent. Yeah, it's Grandma Kent. I like, too, where I swear to God, Lois, who does play off in this book a bit of a bitch, right? She ends up where... She's busy, you calm down. John is now heating the coffee again, and she looks so annoyed. Like, almost like that thing where you have a friend. I'm going back, because I swear she looks happy. No (laughs) way. The second time? Look at the second time. Oh, no. She is not happy. She is pissed. All right, no. She is not pissed at John. She is pissed at what she's writing and what her son has to deal with online. Right now. Now, because that was earlier that morning. This is later. She's mad because now. Later on, she'll be looking at it as well. John comes out as the guy who comes out. As a guy who, he's your friend. He has that one thing. He, oh, my God. This guy does a great Ace Ventura impersonation. And the fucker does it every two seconds. You're, you're sick of it. You say that. I, my buddy Bruno, when I met him, he did a fucking phenomenal Jerry Lewis impersonation. I actually made him upset because okay. I wanted him but to do again, it all the time. But again, you were the upsetting deal. Also, Lois is like, you got to let me know you're doing this, asshole. I'm going to burn the shit out of my hand. This cup is hot. And she ends up there. You look, she's all burned. She can't type, Eric. Her career is over. You do see a Pulitzer on the back. But when he's going around, you finally get to something when he goes to Lex, even though I, I didn't like the idea that he just kind of breaks into Lex's deal while he's working out. Your father at least had the decency to hover outside. I'd love it to see their Superman's just hovering, smiling while Lex is working out. All right, Lex, he's counting it out. Three, four, all you, Lex, all you. Uh, but he comes form. in and you do end up having this little back and forth. And John... He wants to know because there was a report that a bunch of Lex tech has been stolen from the Metropolis PD. Metropolis PD. And he, it seems as if he doesn't know nothing about this. Oh my God, his heart's not skipping. He's either a phenomenal liar or he's telling the truth. But we have no time to deal with that because there's an explosion. I have to rush off. And the weirdest part about this book, where I doesn't want to reunite father and son and get for the majority of the issue, the idea that we're actually spending time in this issue to continue on and set up stuff that's going on in action comics right now that Superman's going to be dealing with Metallo and Lex Luthor because, well, Lex is telling the truth about not knowing about stolen property, the the uh, the Red Sin technology that he was working on that somebody else did. There's been a bomb that goes off at Strikers Island and the uh, ultra-humanite, he gets released. And then John has to deal with him and inside his mind, all the like the problems that he has and like what people think about him. It's just coming to the forefront of his mind and overwhelming. But eventually, John gets to the upper hand of Ultra Humanite, puts him back in his place, and we discover that whoever was trying to set off this bomb and release Ultra Humanite, he actually meant to release Metallo, which we know that Lex wants to work Metallo, and him back out in the streets and fuck up Superman. So it's weird that we're playing more over there, especially that it seems weird because I'm trying to remember how Action Comics worked out because I felt like Superman came back before Lex went to go talk to Metallo. Superman came back. He went and visited everybody before he <laughs> talked to John. Uh, but I do like the idea that when he goes off that Lex, you know, Lex, it's funny because you would say that this room, Lex set this bomb off. him and Mercy are there and he says, you know, hey, you know, do you know what was taken? Like he didn't steal the stuff. So, I mean, he really plays it off. But it always is that idea. You never can trust Lex, even if he's in a room with just Mercy. It might just be have Mercy. It's so funny that Mercy Graves is going to become a big deal in Lazarus Planet. I like, I like Mercy. So no, she ends funny. up and and. Again, that would be the one that if Lex goes down, Mercy's going to have to answer a lot of questions, too. But he ends up saying, hey, you know what they took yet? What's going on? And then that's when Lex says, this alien that's tricked the world into thinking he's a teenager. And this is where we were talking about this. He doesn't say this alien that's tricked the world into believing he's just a teenager. He ends up saying he's tricked into believing. 
if Lex, because nobody else looked into this, that John legitimately aged at some yeah, nobody point. Nobody cares about those seven years that he aged up overnight or two weeks. Feels so. like Lex is on to something to say, and you have been wanting this. Too little too late at this point. It would feel weird dealing with it now. But we're going to then go from this into that mini series, that six issue mini, that's going to deal with John going off to fight Ultraman. If that doesn't feel like it's past its prime, nothing does. I like the idea, Is maybe. It even but the same Ultraman that we had in that because it was seven years in the past and somehow I t- came that up too. to the present day and then the world was destroyed and remade. So I don't even feel like this Ultraman has ever fought Superman that we've had in that crime syndicate miniseries. It's six issues of John going to Earth 3. Hey, I don't even know what the hell's happening there with Amanda Waller. Like, are they even going to reference that shit? But. I really expected that to be a big deal in a dark crisis and forgot all about it. John goes to Earth 3 and like, how dare you? Uh, wait a minute. Who are you? It's like Ultraman's like, what up, bro? I don't know you. Like, I don't know. I don't know why he's like Bill and Ted. Die, boy. Hey, what's up there, pal? I'm the big cheese around here. Yeah. I guarantee I'm Ultraman. This book has so little story to tell right now that you do have big moments for action comics. Like you said, the biggest so moment weird. in this feels like John going off to sign a cast. You know, in this kid, oh, sorry about breaking your arm. Hey, no problem. I would have been dead anyway. Like, even All right. him having like a one panel lunch with Jay Nakamura, who's not taking off that super suit that he has. It's yeah. like, this is well, all the time we spend with John, and it's no, I wouldn't. I would wear I'm it every day like the a goddamn same onesie. Exact shorts and hoodie that I last saw you three years ago. I ain't been washed, Eric. I, I'm a man of superstition. Why, why would you add that part? I'm a man of superstition. <laughs> why? Is it going to allow you to keep winning? Because I'm still waiting for that to happen. Yeah, I, so am I. But maybe I'd lose more. I don't wash know. Them? I'm very pessimistic. I, yeah, I've washed them a couple times. Know, but couple. in that, with that, it's weird. You go to that guy and then he signs this cast. It almost felt like you, you meet Superman, John, you know, John Kent Superman. And it's almost like you caught like, uh, you know, Aaron Judge's 60 second home run and all you ask for is a handshake. I'm like, seriously, you got to think of some other things that you could end up doing. You could do that to a handy J. I don't know. Get a selfie at least, right? And maybe a couple. You know, say a selfie, sign the cast, but also John now has to go off and do like seven kind of positive tweets about this guy, like they're buds or something. That's what I would do, right? And, but yeah, in all this, though, when you get to sure. the end, you finally get that, like, this whole issue, you're, where's Superman? Where is he? And then you're like, he's right there. It's John. But when you get there, where he runs into his dad, I hear the heartbeat. Really? Two dad. pages? And one of them's just uh, them hugging. I, it's a big hug. It's like, I looked for you every day. You of course didn't. you did. I, wa- I wanted to search the ends of the universe, but I couldn't leave Earth behind. I know. I know. I know, son. Hug it up. The end for that story. I don't remember exactly when, he, but I swear to God, he's like, I looked for you. I, I would have searched the Look, at the I beginning. I told you, dude, the, I was the, going to War World. There, there's not many other places. At the beginning of this, of this issue, he says he uses supervision to look out in the cosmos. And he hears. Him. That's how I'm looking every day. And he listens for the heartbeat. Well, that's, you know, really. Didn't hear War World coming into the me, freaking atmosphere, but whatever. Mention any sort of ills in the world, and I end up tweeting tomorrow. You know what? I don't like that. Oh, man. I did my deal. I am Jim, the, the, the warrior. Now, well, the idea of a guy coming in with stolen Lex tech becoming a new villain. It's like one of these classic kind of ideas where Joe Schmoke and to steal something and become a big bad. It was like the wrecking crew just getting enchanted freaking like, you know, tools and now they're fucking big bads of Thor. But the idea that you just have somebody who stole some Lex gear, plans on using it. But the worst part about this idea, like he spends most of his time bashing John on a message board slash fucking social media. I'm like, oh, you're a loser. Yeah, he's a troll. 
is what he is. He's also what I'm going to reveal right now. Jay Nakamura. I think you're going to get your deal, Eric. No way this is Jay Nakamura. I, I, but who knows? Maybe. I mean, you end up Red having Sin. That, it's Jay Nakamura. He needs a new name. I want to see something as we're talking still. I wanted to check some out. There's a Jay Nakahara. That, that didn't work, Eric. Jay Nakamura. I just want to see one little thing of his as we go. But uh, overall, what would you give it? Ultimately, I think the art's great in this. I never have a problem with the art, but it's a really, really nothing of a book taking me through the day in a life of John Kent, which I didn't need it because I was here for the return of Kal-El. Two pages and even the stuff that we did see that I thought could be cool. You know, it's just it's fan like yeah, like what you have in a lot of ta- Tom Taylor books, like watch John be cool and a good guy, a Superman. Yeah, that's but there's what no he does. substance to it. There's no heart. You have the, what's on in front of you, and you can feel, have feels about it, but there's no real substance behind it that will be everlasting. Yeah, it's car coming back. It's fine. It's too little, too late. It's not even too little, too late because it's just not enough even for the moment. I like the idea of tying in the action comics, even though it does feel weird. And I like the idea that we're setting up a new villain, but ultimately I give it a six out of ten because. It's a lot of nothing overall. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I was looking because I know that at points Jay did like me. He's a, he's a guy who appreciates a good hoodie. And I thought he had a good, because this guy has a green hoodie on. I thought it was a green. He actually has like an orange one that he wears. So I was hoping that that would be the crack code, Eric. But oh, it's is he not. wearing headphones here? Is it it looks like he's headgear? either Lobot, a wrestler, or wearing earphones. I think he's wearing earphones. He's online. He's TikTok and ticking. With that deal, and they're doing their thing. And he's a gamer. Yeah, he's a troll. He's that, but isn't Jay Nakamura? Aaron, uh, isn't he? I don't know. Is he? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know much he about Jay's truth. personal time, but I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. It's kind of interesting. Of course, they make it look like a young, like almost like at first, oh, it's Lex, but you know, Lex ain't wearing no hoodie. No. He ain't doing that when you start looking, but in that, we'll have to see what this means, what's going on. But you get but, it, Jim. Uh, I'm going to give it a 6.5. I'd give it a 6, but I don't have to kiss my grits. So I can go down really... to a 5.5, really, well, for then how I'll go down little there is in my grits. Wait a minute, I have it here. Kiss my grits! Because even trying to find the positive of this, where I want to give it a 6, because of how much I do love the art, and, you know, setting new things up and tying into other things, it's just so nothing going on here. It's really disheartening, especially for putting on the cover of The Return of Kello. Like, that's going to be a big thing in the book when it's literally nothing. Yeah, and the weird play is I said that it was a shame that Action Comics had to stop like that because we thought Action Comics hasn't been selling great, and the sales had been going down on this book, even if Tom Taylor will fight me about that. He seems to fight everybody about it, but most books end up having diminishing returns anyway. So it felt like before you end up, like, it's such the weird, wacky way of this timeline. Before we end up having Kal-El go off to die, you have to bring him back from War World to then go. But it felt like, you know, let's get him back here. Let's have some stuff happen before some big changes, maybe with Dark Crisis, and get some things. I needed more than two pages. And I looked for you this whole time. I know that's not what we need here. We need to get some real, you know, real things going on. You could have used the whole issue to do it. And you end up, you know, screwing around. With it, so yeah, I'm gonna go six. That's a kiss my grit six. <laughs> I don't He's have my fun time, boy. Deal. It's driving me nuts. I just tried looking through all that rambling, could not find it. But it's disappointing. It, overall, that's all I have to say. The the uh, the art looked good though. But with that, we're gonna go off now to some mail. Couple questions. We have two mails coming out, and then we'll be back with what everybody's waiting with bated breath. The Clunrad section. Oh boy, 
We have that positive this first section, and then you worry about that clone red section. We'll, we'll have to see what goes on there, but we'll be back right out with the mail. And it is time for the mail. And if you want to be part of the mail section, end up emailing us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. I told Eric this week, Somebody tried to slip one through, but I was manning the wall, Eric. I would not allow it. Damn I ended right. up telling them to email us, and they didn't. But Put here a digital we go. stamp on it. <laughs> it's true. You go through that. I, I like where you end up checking my P's and Q's afterwards. But because you can't spell. I'm worried about that you. That's true. You're always checking my H's and T's is what you're doing. Oh, I cross my I's and I dot my T's. Here we go. We're going to start with Joe. Joe set. Hello, Jim and Eric. Hello, Joe. While the introduction of the new Ultra in the DC Infinite app, what do you think is the future of DC Comics in regards to hard copy books? Personally, I think we will see fewer and fewer published books as more people will choose to wait only a month until they are available on the app. As always, keep up the great work and see you in the sevens, he says. And this is a thing that has been going on for quite some time. Me and Eric, we end up more digital now. I always was digital. Eric, you ended up having a big pull list, but went to well, digital. That's the thing then. is I, I ran out of room. Yeah, that's what happens. And when you end up and again, there's always going to be the people who end up saying, I need the feel of the comics. And there's probably oh, totally. a ton of people listening. But there's also the people, I like the pops and the hisses of the LPs. Well, that's I end exactly up, you know, what it reminds me of, the idea where is. people, they do on physical things. Because if you're going to have something, you want to make sure that you're you always going to have it. Because you have it exactly. Yeah. It's just, and it's also an obsessive kind of idea with collecting where it just takes you over sometimes to the point where people are like, I'm going to have my record collection and people still right now got to go out there to the thrift shops and get my VHS collection because it's cool to have these things, even though it's just clutter. I also think it's kind of one of those things. It, it makes you feel like you're more of a fan or you're more of an old school type fan. It's like having, you know, not a throwback jersey that you just bought from the store, but having a Randall Cunningham jersey from 91. You end up showing how much you love the hobby and how much you've been in going with it. Having it digitally, it's just kind of not there. It's not something that looks as impressive. Oh, it's it's a hipster idea, too, a lot of times to make sure that you like you have these things where other people's don't. Again, there's one little Eric Shea, not even that little, but when you ended up seeing Puppet Master when it was transferred to DVD, you're like, I see all the strings here. This and sucks you, you with my VHS. You didn't mean the way they wrote the plot. You ended up meaning, <laughs> I see the strings. So this dude's hand is holding this puppet. I never saw that before. Uh, the only thing that I can go with, and I'll go with the LP deal, but I'll also go with the video games. I Again, I have exactly. bins after bin of the games, but at that point, which you'd always hear, that was a big one, too. The idea, I'm not going to go digital because then I don't own it. I do that. I saw people when they had even the DC apps or the Marvel app. Oh, man, I don't own it if they shut down. I'm like, but you don't need to own it. You get all of them for that little price. I'm more of a guy of convenience. And you even ended up being at some point where now everything's streaming. You you love a lot. of it. Oh, yeah. But I do still like to like look at the game boxes. And with LPs, I mean, the idea of me going on to Spotify and listening to, say, Sgt. Peppers, that's fine. But it was cool as a little kid where I sat there and I did look at the album, pulled it out, look at all the artwork and stuff like that. And it's a shame sometimes when that stuff goes to the wayside. But 
it's gone to the wayside. And and the thing in this, there's a lot of things leading up to what Joe's talking about. And the idea now, if you're not aware, the DC app now has an ultra level where you end up paying a little bit more. I think it's $20 more a year. And you get the comics only a month out. So a four-week delay deal. instead of being three months. That's really big. And so with that, he's saying, are people going to stop buying comics at the comic shop? That's the thing here. I think they already have. For the most part, I think that for the most part, DC's desperate doing that. This is why they're doing it. But also when you look at the deal and if you remember, Eric, we actually had a little talk with Dan DeDio at one point, but he was also saying it in interviews of why he did not want an app, why he ended up he was fighting against Marvel already started their deal. DC didn't want to do it. There was one reason and it wasn't the weekly comics. He thought that it would take out the trade Trade. sales. The they thought it was bucks. the trades, right? So that was the big buck. People ain't going to go out there and buy the killing joke no more. No, and that's what he was afraid of. Now, in the meantime, since then, we've had a shutdown where a lot of people end up getting used to digital. Maybe they're seeing that some of the digital stuff's selling better whatnot. But in the meantime, since the shutdown and even before, a little before, one of the big things that you keep hearing here in the West, as I say, Eric, and go the, the air quotes, is the idea of how manga is really killing it. Oh my God, that manga is killing it. Manga right now, and I'll go with the big Shonen Jump stuff. And Eric, you, your eyes are glazing gotcha, right gotcha. now, but this all makes sense. The idea that right now, most of the books weekly come out on Sunday. Day and date. This Sunday, tomorrow, as we're recording, I will be able to get every chapter of every book that they come out the day, the minute that it comes out for $1.99. You get it all. What it's a deal. All, and even then, those newer ones are actually free. You don't even need to have, if you're caught oh up, the last Go three free. chapters, free. So with that, what's going on? What do you hear about manga? That it sells out the wazoo. You know why? Because people still want to have that physical copy and they just buy the trade. What they have are the volumes and they sell way more than what you have. So I think that DC is thinking along those lines that if they do and and they're still going to have the weekly books, the floppy books, even with the idea before the reason they didn't go this route was because they felt bad or thought the backlash of what will happen to the comic book stores. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. a lot of those have gone down. The shutdown almost took care of a lot of that. And they're at a point, I think they got to start worrying about their own asses because things are bad. So I really do think that they actually what they thought and Dendadio thought the trade sales going down. In manga's kind of proven opposite that they can actually increase, and I think they're just giving it a whirl. I think that this is a point where there's a lot of desperation going on. They need to have people read these stories. Almost trumps right now the, the cost and things like that because what's leading into what's coming up, they're Print hoping that dead. people get involved. And and I'll tell you, there are people out there that already, and I know where they end up getting a digital deal or whatever, and then they're like, you know what? This is really cool. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to go and buy the deal. Now, I get the stuff, like I said, on the Manga Plus and the uh, the Shonen Jump app. These are both fully legal, too. I get the stuff free. So. The day it comes out, I'm caught up and I read it. And then I sit there and watch Luke. Why are you buying all these things, Luke? You've read them. He just likes having them. I love them and I have a problem. If you get people enthused with your deal, Luke Hollywood, where it comes to manga, this guy... He buys the Japanese language trades. He don't read he no don't Japanese. He speak in Japanese. He doesn't even know what's going on. He doesn't even look at them. He puts them on his but shelf and he's authentic. supporting it. He's crazy. 
Yeah, he's there, but and, and that's beyond me. But it has shown. If if you ever hear the idea, oh my god, the manga outsold. Like they said at one point, the Demon Slayer book outsold every Western comic combined. People had already probably read all of that for free and then bought it. It's crazy, but it's Adam this Heron weird book's market. Doing. Uh, what's that? How's those harem books doing? Oh, I they're doing great too. Yeah, I thought you yeah, said heroin this. books. I'm no, like, no, what, no. What are you writing the life story of this house? Oh my goodness gracious, Aaron. Uh, but again, some of that might have not hit with everything, like the idea of it. But I think that what they're hoping is on the back end, people will then, since they read the individual copies, they'll go and buy the trades to have that for posterity's sake. And maybe that'll be the case, but we'll see. We'll see. But it is a desperate move, I think, in their deal to try to get people interested. And that's what we want. We want to have that interest. That's what sets up sales. So hopefully that'll be the case because there are some things that didn't sell great, but were good. And they're out there. And now when you get the app, you can go and read those. But. That is Joe's. Save yourself Thanks, some Joe. money, though. Go get the Ultra app and wait a month if you have to. But yeah. ultimately, also the thing is the idea of waiting a month, even a fucking month, it'll drive people nuts for things like this. We're do, like the books came out this month. We're talking about it. I mean, the books came out this week. We're talking about the books this week. Now nobody's going to know what it is if they have to wait a month. What we're talking about. Ruben ended up saying, "Is this the end of the podcast?" I'm like, uh, "What?" And then I said, "No." He's like, "There are points." It's funny when they change this. I told you this before, where when they changed it to three months. All of a sudden, we did have a weird surge of podcasts that were three months old. And I'm like, okay, that, that makes sense. So if it's a month again, there will be people who, they may wait, but don't, it's there. I mean, they don't disappear. But it drives people nuts having to oh, wait. No, that's the thing. And I think that what ends up happening in this, and this is where I think that if you're having a meeting and you're there discussing the pros and cons, I will say that the idea of it driving people nuts who have always bought the things, they will still have their pull list of the books that they really like. They might be more discerning of it, but it's also going to allow you then to check out some books that you normally wouldn't ever read, that they're on there. Sure. And with that, you could do that on the you app now. You could read Batgirls. You know, I know that you can read it on the app now, but when it's that much newer, you might be enticed to like, okay, that happened here. It's only that You might go to those and try to get at least caught up. And what then ends up happening is, okay, I got to get the newest. Especially if you're a lunatic. Well, the idea of waiting does suck. But it, like if DC yeah. doing a big event and they have 27 tie-ins to this event, you are going to fucking lose your wallet trying to pay for all this. 20 bucks a year? I'm going to get it all right here. You buy the core book. And maybe say you're no. a Tom <laughs> King fan, you know, RIP. I, I don't know why I said RIP. Wow. <laughs> oh my god i would make sure that tom king's all right right now Actually, I'm a worried. all i wanted to say wellness check please aisle two i ended up wanting what? to say that's <laughs> i don't even know what i wanted to say but if you're a tom king fan and you're also getting the core book it's still get those and that one time but maybe now you read like garbage like the young justice one that you wanted to avoid or stuff like that but you can keep up in a way that's more economical Agreed. still it's still like a hundred dollars a year and, you know, for some people, that still may be too much. But if you can afford it, you're definitely going to save money. And it's cool to go in. Wait, the how apps. much is the DC Universe app right now? Because I have it. I have no idea how much I'm paying for it. It's like 74 in the States. It's different, you know, other places. But I, I don't deal with those other places there. Shit. USA. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's 74. And then if you get it now, and telling you, there is a limited time. They say it might go up. It's like 99 now for the Ultra. But then I've heard people like, and I said, well, I already have the 74. They're going to charge me 99. And then they're like, people explain this to me. I'm like, well, then they'll back end deal you in with this and that. I'm like, this It'll sounds too confusing. I'm not going. 
not going to pay another 99 bucks it's, on it's top not of that 74. They said that what I heard was like you're not You hear a lot of things, but the thing is you don't even listen to the stuff you hear. You make up ideas of what you think you heard people I say. I read it. It wasn't there. It's not like Simon Maybe that, came you know what, over that's from even Ireland. Worse, that you read it. <laughs> He's not from Ireland. I don't know why I said that, but it's not like he came he didn't come over from Ireland either. But yeah, I, I don't know. I read something, Eric. You make Maybe things up in your something. head. I'm sitting there. I'm doing that. I'm inserting your picture on covers at the same time. I'm listening to, oh, I so don't you're know. Distracted, I listening guess. to BTS. Very distracted. Listening to, uh, what was it? Wet Well, leg. you had your BDSM Wet going leg, on. my new uh, favorite band. Uh, <laughs> so there's something involved, but it seemed like it was sketchy. I, I know it's not. It shouldn't be. But it's I. Not. I it just it scared me. I also know it's the devil. I also know back in the day there weren't a lot of razor blades in the old you know baby roofs, but I'm still not eating baby roofs this day, mainly because they suck. I'm gonna say it's the, not because of the, the razor blades. Oh, they're the worst. That's that's my excuse for not eating. I pretend that I'm allergic to. Hops. I just love the idea that you think you need an excuse. Well, that's true. I, I and that's how I live my life. Everyone's calling I'm, you out on I'm eating always baby running roofs. scared. Yes, they might be. Lou Gehrig might be. He's going to come back from the dead, Luke Garrett. I think that's for a different reason. He's got his work. greatest day of all time. What happened if he came back and he's like, asshole, I already had my greatest day. I don't need that. Luis is next. Luis says, Thank you, Joe. Hello, Jim, Eric, and the only crew that would drive to the airport at 7 a.m. to get the Get Fresh crew. Boop, boop. I'm holding you to that. <laughs> Luis does not know me. <laughs> the idea. 7 a.m. I'm just getting to bed then. You know what time it is. Question of the week. There actually was a point where, you know, when you can get those like Monopoly games, but you can make your own personal one, you can end no. up. It's like it, it, it like there was a thing there. They had them at, like Spencer's gifts back in the thing. I'm sure you can do them still online, whatever, but you can get and make your own personalized version of a game. I'm pulling out the poster board, making little squares. Yeah, it's just like that. But, it you know, they do a couple steps ahead for you and whatnot. And there was the Gymopoly. That my buddies Pete and Jay made. One of the cards that you drew was the idea. You'd go back spaces, but the thing is, a random you you break down. You call a random person and Jim to come and help you, and which one would show up? And they all said the random person. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh, guys, the truth. like you jerks. Seriously, I wouldn't even answer the phone. I know. We have Dinosaurs Justice League and Mecha Justice League. Like they didn't even leave a voicemail, but you wouldn't check it because in your crazy brain, you think that they knew you checked it somehow. Exactly. They're like, oh, they're like, you have 50 million. I'm going to keep them 50 messages. I'm not that. Also, probably the doctor calling and asking if I got that blood test yet. I don't need that shit. The doctor keeps calling me telling me I have to do this physical. Not if I don't want to wear. Uh, that's what I say. I have to go do it. I ended up canceling it twice. We have Dinosaurs Justice League and Mecha Justice League. You know why I keep canceling it? Because you're not in good enough shape yet? I didn't oh, get okay. that blood test. I figured for some reason you have to impress the doctors. No, you have no. to get in a decent shape to have your physical. I go in there. If they don't compliment me on how well I've done of getting in shape, I will be furious. I will be livid because they'll have to put that number down and it's going to look You good. ain't paying the doctor for compliments, Jim. I am. I am. If you can think of a Justice League gimmick, what would it be? I actually just want a good Justice League. There's a gimmick that we haven't seen in a while, right? How about just a Justice League book? Is is that too much to ask? They is did, it? Jim. They did. 
Well, yeah, I'm really. What What do you want? What would be well, your honestly, gimmicky the thing is, I, I thought about it, but honestly, I hate gimmicky books like that. You know, DC, Mac, Jurassic League, I think they all suck because it's all subs, like style over substance. So you have this one gimmick and that's all you play with. And it's just, it gets monotonous and to the point where like, like you said, you just want a good Justice book. I don't need these spinoffs that mean nothing. They're just goofy bullshit. But if I had to go with goofy gimmicky bullshit, I would go Universal Monsters. Yeah, it's funny because what I really want to say is like a manga version about what, but they have that. They already have stuff like that, so I call that Future State Gotham. Universal Monsters pretty good. Who Batman be? He he'd probably be like the Frankenstein. He'd be right? the Dracula. What the, the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> I know. Who would Superman be? Frankenstein's monster. Would he be Frankenstein's monster? Or would Definitely. he be Frankenstein? Eric Frankenstein's the doctor. I know. Ah, <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman, Bride of Frankenstein. Obviously, Lois would be pissed. You're gonna uh-huh. end up causing a lot of stuff, and also Flash like, is the Wolfman. Aquaman would probably be the Wolfman, right? The Wolfman. No, Flash is the Wolfman. Oh. Aquaman's the creature from the Black Lagoon, you piece of shit. Who would Jon Stewart be? Jon Stewart would be either the Phantom of the Opera or the Invisible Man. I like him as the Invisible Man. I All like right. him as a construct Invisible there Man. Like a little bit of a green outside type deal. That would be pretty cool. I mean, this is probably your best idea ever because what you're doing, Eric, is turning the Justice League book into the Backstreet Boys everybody backstreet's back video and that is one of the greatest things of all time what would hawkman be hawkman's not in this justice league would, would uh, hawkman be like a big hawk guy is that what he is that's what he the is wolf here. Man. i'm trying to think the idea i keep wanting to say things but they're not universal monsters and i don't want to upset you Krugers? even more yeah actually i was gonna go with like the jasons and stuff <laughs> like that uh with the whole deal i i don't know i i actually thought of it and i think that maybe you know, I could think that I'm a thoughtful fella, right? Maybe have a little bit of an imagination. But sure not. Where I can't think of anything. Hopefully nobody else can because I am kind of sick of it as well. And then you play the idea of, is this like that sort of team or is it just an Elseworlds story gimmick? Like we said about the Justice Riders or uh-huh. are you talking about like in this, like when they have the Mecca where it's just nonsense. I said is uh, a well, technically all of those should be Power Rangers deal, right? You, you can do whatever up, you want. Some of these though play out where they get into mecha suits in the actual universe, so then they become it's not, ah, right away. Now I just want them to be automobiles. Automobile is what I want. They're going to be. Why it's going to be like cars. Be Indiana Jones archetypes. That'd be pretty cool. How about just Star Wars? I'll just go with that. Right. Fair enough. Who would be Darth Vader? Would it be Lex? Would it be Lex? Ooh, what would be good is if you don't know what's going on, you're confused, and then he's in the chamber, and the helmet comes off, and you see that awful wrinkly head, and then it turns around, it's Lex? Holy moly, that would work. Yeah, guys, it's Superman. We don't know that the main character, who is Superboy Connor Kent, or just John Kent, whatever. Goodness gracious, that would be good. But then you also get another evil Superman Elseworld. <laughs> I was going to go with Connor Kent when it was Lex Luthor as D- Darth Vader. And I'm like, no, let's make a bigger twist. An evil Superman Elseworld. No one's ever seen that before. And who would you have the Sam people be? Eric, would they be all clay faces? Lousy Durlins. Oh, uh, maybe the Durlins. That'd be. How about the Jones? Who's the Jones? I'm just going to go through the whole thing and see if the you can Oompa come Loompas. up with anybody. Okay, that works. No, no, the, the Jawas are just the guard. The oh, it's the guardians of the universe. Please, though, I know that you end up having things and whatever, but I want R two D two and C three PO to somehow be Mercury and lead. I want metal men as them. I, I don't want you to go through, you know, robots and things like that. I want to have them in it and laugh. But they are robots. Well, yeah, they are actually, but in <laughs> but, a different way. But it's I, think more, 
And I think of them more as living metal, Eric. Oh, yeah. That's what you think, (laughs) not robots. They're living metal with the response Yeah, they're living metal. They are. They are, but uh, in that, that's uh, it. Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. There you go. Hey, there you go. I, I'm, I'm what they call crashing right now. I uh, may need to take some more medicine, but it's, do. it's nine o'clock at night. If I take this medicine, I will never get to bed. But I never do anyway. So why not? We'll see. We'll see what happens. But that I is like the you, mail. Thank you, Louise and Joe. Yeah, it is. It's this up and down. And actually, I never like. I just. I'm not one to take uppers and downers. Life itself is my downer. I just look in the mirror. That's a downer. And then I need the upper again. And the upper is when I get a compliment from my wife. Like it never happens. But that is the mail. Thanks, uh, Joe and Luis. I am. I'm really crashing, Eric. I'm having problems. And what usually ends up stopping a crash? The Clone Rad section. That always picks up my spirits. It makes me realize, man, some people really know how to write comics, mainly because they don't. And it reminds me of the others, Eric. But we're going to come back with two books, Batgirls and Wonder Woman, part of or the Clunrad section. He got his first real comic, got it at a five and nine. Read it to his fingers, man. Been reading comics most of his life. Him and some guys from school. They had a book and they tried real hard. Jake quit, Knuckles got married. Youngest was never gonna get far. When he looks back now, did he ever bother ever? And now that he has a choice, he told Jesse would marry him never. Eric's read comics most of his life. Damn right he has. That is one thing that he tells me ad nauseum, Eric. You're always going on and on about it. That and your Green Arrow fan. You end up telling me you speak speak for all of the Green Arrow fans, uh, including yourself. But we're not going to be talking anything as cool as that in this section of books. As I said, it's the Clunrad section. And how did this happen? At one point, they weren't exactly coming out the same week. And then they decided, is it one of those like, Let's just get this shit out there and done with this one week. I don't now, know. Now, was it that they weren't coming up the same week, or was it that Batgirls wasn't out yet? No, there was a point where, for a while, Batgirls was at. We okay. just ended up where suddenly they both came out at the same time, and I don't get it. And this is the thing. When you end up having books, and people were talking about the whole thing with John Kent, the son of Kal-El book that is kind of canceled to get to something different and then and if these books if Batgirls and it'll be a shame you always say that this book will be good if somebody else goes but we don't play that game anymore it seems but Wonder Woman obviously we should get you know some new creative team it has to happen soon it has to be announced these books are failing there's no hype at all with Wonder Woman and even the whole deal with Batgirls which is funny because you have here with featuring Maps and Kyle Mizuguchi of Gotham Academy and it, it it works enough, right? You sit there, hey, we like maps and cut, but why? No, no, it's bullshit. And I just don't get it because, again, this book has just fallen to be a book where nothing much really happens each issue except driving me insane. 
and it things just, just feels out like of it's nowhere. The characters, because even the idea that we have this whole thing. All right, the the killers are like clues that we got from that fake guy. Well, I'll tell the Batgirls to go to the Gotham Zoo. So the Batgirls are going to go and investigate the Gotham Zoo, especially at the Bat Cave area, because why not? We're going to find out the serial killers. I better bring in. <laughs> Freaking Kyle and his sister Maps and put them in danger and also expose the Bath family when we have to go in costume with her hanging out. Yeah. You're just making stupid decisions. And they're making and- stupid decisions. But in the Clone Rads deal, I think that what they're doing is they're they're playing this game where Steph is on a date during the time that they're trying to investigate. The one thing that she's been worried about this entire series, who she thought the serial killer was, the guy next door. Now he's dead. We have actual evidence what's going on. Well, we have clues, but I better go on a date first. You know, Cass, you take care of that stuff. Yeah, also. We have solid clues. We have that. Let's give the evidence to a podcaster. I, uh, things just well, how weird. weird is that? I, the idea that in order for us to do this whole thing, where we have the the GCPD has to get a hold of the Bat Girls for some reason because we don't have the Bat Signal anymore. But we have to have some random officer who's like, I'm not going to like Commissioner Montoya, who's a superhero herself, not allow the Bat family to come in and fix this whole situation. I'm going to go up there. I'm going to put a cardboard bat symbol on it. And for some reason, the Batgirls are going to know that the cardboard's purple. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to call them in. I'm going to give them a thumb drive. And because Alicia happens to know Grace O'Halloran from the bar she owns, I, as Batgirl freaking Barbara Gordon, can give that flash drive to Alicia, who then can give it to Grace O'Halloran so she can talk about it on her podcast, which you know all Gothamites listen to, including the Riddler and Killer Moth. And I'll give you the the credits in a second. The funny play is, the bat signal suddenly becomes purple. That makes no sense. But also How the idea, I'm going to sneak around. I'm going to call them back so nobody finds out. Montoya will never know. So I'm going to put this huge signal Giant in the sky. She's never going to see that because she's she's colorblind to the purpose. She's not going to see it. She goes to bed Officer early. Brooks is getting fired. <laughs> I, I have a big question here. What the fuck is going on? But here are the credits. Also, Grace O'Halloran is my favorite character of all time, and I'll get into that in a Torture. second. But <laughs> it, is, it is. And also, just to point out the idea, I don't know who they think this maps is. It, it, everything plays off really odd. This is here. the worst maps ever. Who is this character? It's the worst ever. And again, I'll get there. Here we go. Credit Written by oh, Becky Cloonan and Michael Conrad. We Let know what's going to happen next book, Eric. You know that. Why does that drive me nuts? That they switch their names. I don't know why. Maybe it's just now I have to knock knock three times on the ceiling when you want me. Art by Neil Dagoo. I don't know what that means. And that was a song, Eric. Uh, Rico Renzi. You never heard that? Knock three times on the ceiling if you want to have sex. I thought, well, um, I, I almost uh, fell for that, you <laughs> sure. Hardly ever. I know I do the song and stuff like that, but hardly ever lie because I know you're going to make me feel bad for a week. <laughs> Rico Renzi, <laughs> Becca Carey. You got, you got me so down right now, but I'm going to show you. You know what? how crazy I am? I'm already thinking, do they have a karaoke version? So I'll go and do that. I'll never send it to you. I'll do just so I know that I can sing it right. Uh, but here we go. We get into this. We said about maps. Maps yeah. in this, and I'll tell you, by perusing the tweeters, you can end up going to see Michael W. Conrad. Now, recently, I can't. He blocked us. but. In that deal, he really, really plays up the idea of being a Dungeons and Dragons fan because you know geeks, and yeah. it really feels fake. It feels completely fake, like all the times that I say about other people who do this and Stranger Things. No, no, I'm saying like <laughs> you know what was that again? I always forget the guy's name. Oh, Critical Role. Was, 
Yeah, that no, no, no. What was that guy? The guy who always was on uh, the Talking Dead. Oh, freaking Chris Hardwick. Yeah, Chris Hardwick. All of a sudden, oh, there's the geek guy. Or also, there again, I keep mentioning people I don't know, or that girl, you know her. Yes. Uh, but you end up with all this stuff going on, and he is a huge, he says, D&D fan. That's pretty much the biggest thing for maps. Finally, at one point, they mention one line. Oh, I got to pass my, you know, check. But in all this, maps doesn't just end up being, you know, OCD of trying to figure out planets. She is more of that idea of making things into like a D&D campaign. She has an imagination going with this. So we this have just a D&D up- campaign where she has figured out the best routes in the Gotham Sioux to get them everywhere within 10 minutes. Never has that flavor of it. She never feels like she's herself. No. And the big play here would be, and uh, Maps is great. We love Maps when done properly. And Kyle, I mean, what do you get? And they throw it I, out I there I honestly again. don't need Kyle. I'm like, wow, he's, he's a tennis player. <laughs> That's the thing. When we talked about this stuff in even the Batman versus Robin, and you mentioned that one thing, or you go with that. His one thing is tennis, and they yeah. say it. I played tennis, but what I really like is cooking. I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, you got to give the tennis. character more depth, because all we have right now is tennis. Now. He wants to be a chef. Oh, he likes the cooking. I mean, <laughs> nobody can play tennis and cook. That could never. John Honestly, McEnroe didn't do that. that shit. I saw John McEnroe make a hell of a grilled cheese once there. I'll tell you about that later. I didn't see that. I know but you didn't. You end up at the beginning where. What would you even see that on? Honestly, I'm telling you, what kind of lie I was is at that? his house. I was pretending. I was oh. there. He made me a, a grilled cheese. I'm not me, believing that. It was me, John McEnroe, Ad Rock, and uh, Reverend Run. They were all hanging one day, right? It was a super group we had going on. They were wondering what the hell I was doing there. Uh, but we end up at the beginning where they're having a vigil for the, the people who died. The 12 people killed by the serial, the serial killer. killer. I'm telling you, this becomes Halloween kills. Evil dies tonight and shit. And everybody, every, every, all hell breaks loose. I will tell you that if they did play it out that way, you did have a bunch of people being controlled by cell phones and apps recently. So maybe there's problems. I don't know. But Renee Montoya is losing her mind. I just want to know when the hill became bigger than a neighborhood because this all seemed to be focused around the hill neighborhood. And now we actually even have the idea where downtown Gotham has the bat signal. We've got to alter it for the bat girls personally to deal with one neighborhood where the serial killings going on. I'm like, what the hell is happening right now? Why does nobody understand how Gotham works? Now, if they're going to be upset about anything. Grace is pretty much on the front lines just ripping into the serial killer. Like Grace is coming out. And she's going full grace energy. She's pulling no punches. But in this, there is a funny play that starts up here and it it continues. You have it twice. So it is the deal where she ends up at one point talking about things and like, hey, you know, things are hard, but you know what's not hard? Murder. And she keeps saying it. She says it later like, man, hot day out. But you know what's not hot? Murder. Rebel Grace Radio. Yeah, it is. And she's like, you know what we think of you, serial killer? We think you're nonsense. Take that. Oh, my goodness. Come at me, bro. Yeah. And you see, by the end, all this is is to set up that he's going to come at you, bro. <laughs> he's going to go after well, Grace. Even the idea where you have this situation, we know that Killer Moth has been in the mix. They tried to tell us last issue, like, whoever this killer is, he likes to leave clues, kind of like the Riddler. I'm sitting there, no, kind of like the Clue Master. What the hell you mean, the Riddler? So when you have the situation where you have the Batgirls watching the like the memorial going on down at the hill and stuff like that. Grace O'Halloran's talking on about it, and you have this big thing where everybody's listening to Grace O'Halloran. Even Riddler, who I swear is just sitting naked at a desk while Killer Moth watches on with this, so I can stare at his phone on the desk it's as it sexy. plays out. And then he just even gets angrier while he's covered in blood in the shower. I'm like, I didn't know this was the goddamn Riddler until the end of the book. I'm like, 
who is this madman that is working with Killer Moth? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it is the Riddler. Like they said, even though it makes like no sense to me at all. You know, the serial killer duo of Gotham City, the Riddler and Killer Moth, who just like, go around I murder right people. Away. You know, I mean, Fuck. the idea right now, there's one real pissed off Zaz. He's like, really? I, where's my agent? Because I should be called into this shit. And you end up also with the idea to spell it out. We did it last time that we talked about this book. The reason why, uh, besides the idea of leaving clues and all that stuff, is that that's Steph's dad. And it's wonky cool, with Matthew. how, you know, if he's alive, dead or whatnot. But if you want to make things personal, you want to get some things in, that is a good play. Well, not only that, but just making the Riddler a serial killer who's for some reason working with Drury Walker, the fucking killer moth who's a goddamn joke of a villain. I don't know what we're doing and why it's just simple man. I was going to say manslaughter, but, you know, murder. Yeah. Even if you even go like a step further here, the idea that Steph doesn't worry at any point that it might be your dad. You could even play that angle, even if it ends up not being it. That should be something that she's very worried about. Oh, my God, I have this new thing going on back, girls. I'm kind of having fun here. With, if this is my dad, what am I going to do? Because this keeps happening. And what are they going to think? And what that that would be really, really good. And to lead into then at the end, if it is, isn't or whatever, where Cass says, listen, I understand. Did you ever meet my mom? I mean, <laughs> she's well, quite my a, dad, a David King handle, you know, the old thing. So they would understand that. And then, you know, they could have this bonding moment and then that. And then and then when you have Barbara come in and go. Do you remember when I had the commissioner, the infected version of my dad? And they're like, yeah, nobody remembers that shit. Get out Your of here, Your dad's perfect, Barbara. Barbara. You can never understand. <laughs> He's like, right as we think right now, the guy's a trillionaire from all that damn money. So, But you end up where you do have Grace even calling out, hey, we're going to have this vigil to send a message to the GCPD. But this doesn't seem violent. It doesn't seem to have. It's only good for the GCPD, though. I'm sure that Naka, Mayor Nakamura is upset about it. I would have Nakamura, not Renee Montoya. This is people saying there's people dying and we're going to send out a message, whatnot. She's pissed. You end up having what I thought was going to play out almost like a Gotham Central, because in that, the, the GCPD, we don't want the bat in this. We don't, we, you know, it, it was a big thing. And so you end up having this other officer say, was right. I love this, too. And he's like, you know what we need? We need to go. Or, do you mean the back? I thought that she was like, she's down with it now. But then he sneaks up to the roof with this cardboard and it doesn't make any sense. Hey, look, but- the thing is, for whatever reason, I, I know the back girls have been sighted in the hill area of Gotham and stuff like that. The neighborhood, the hill. Mm-hmm. But why not call Batman? I don't know. I, I, I know it's this is it's beyond 12 people are dead. There's people dying here. I mean, what is Failsafe going to say? He's rather than the city, right? But even that, you end up next where th- this is the convoluted deal. You already said it, where this guy, he goes up, he commandeers and kind of changes up the signal. Doesn't and make sense. And the thing is, it looks purple. like it's cardboard. I don't think we have the bat symbol anymore ever since the Fear State. In fact, actually, even before Fear State, I'm pretty sure. So I'm pretty sure he's put a cardboard cutout that somehow is shining purple in the sky, even though that's not how freaking mm-hmm. the signal works. He's, he's got like overlays. He's got like- You the, understand the, shadows. He's playing. He's got like the Magnavox 360 or the stupid overlays. Now I'm playing soccer. No, you're like, not. You're like playing if, hockey. If I'm wearing a red <laughs> shirt and the sun's behind me, my shadow is not red up top. No. Isn't it? Uh, the, the play here that kind of- I, I go with fully before the- I go fully that it's Gordon who got pissed off at Batman in the Tom King run. I'm still going with that, even though we saw it afterwards, where he smashed it with that guy's bat. Yeah. You know, that priceless bat that he used in the rain. But you end up where this this guy, he calls in the Batgirls. Again, why not Officer anybody Brooks. else, right? So Officer Brooks calls it in and gives the thumb drive. Hey, 
Here's all the evidence we have. Pretty much in my mind, I hope he made copies. And like, have they just given up? I mean, he's giving up all the evidence. Hey, there's all we got. We're done. We put our hands in the air. We don't know. But you take it. Bad girls now have all the evidence they needed. They talked about this. And then they hand it over to Grace to then go. And I think that nothing this, will get the word out better than Grace O'Halloran's podcast. Do we need the word out? You're trying to solve Evil dies tonight. All I, all I'm I telling you, when, is, when the Riddler hears it on the podcast, it seems like he loses his mind that other yeah, people are going to be looking into kill, this. Yeah, and, but also Mike Kilmore. But also the idea, I think that what they're playing here, again, where you have Clone Red, they always seem like they're trying to impress somebody or trying to grab other people. And they should, I guess, because the book isn't selling. But you end up with the idea where this is their version of like true crime podcast. Hey, everybody. But it doesn't make sense in a whole way of how this works or what bat characters would do but everybody's on the case i'm I'm expecting at least 20 people to die tonight because they're going to do stupid well, what shit the hell with is this evidence, like, even doing with this because then when you have the situation where you set up like everybody's going to hear about the evidence that the Batgirls gave grace o'halloran for her podcast to tell us about the serial killer in the hill neighborhood but the Batgirls are on the case because the one information they have is that the Batgirls are being called out to a bat cave in the gotham zoo and they're going to go to like you know explore and investigate and all we have is the killer moth strung up with a note to give to the Batgirls for the Riddler. I'm like, what is your play in all this killer moth? Why are you working for the Riddler? And are you actually doing anything in this story? I, here's my, you know, I don't like the, the art in this. Here do at I. points it gets wonky, but in the you, way, I didn't know it was the Riddler until he's in costume That's my at the point. End. Is, is this supposed to be a surprise? Because first off, he's in the shower. Surprise me. Completely bald. Next panel. Hair. He's just got hair. And I don't know who that is. And I don't know what's going on. And in the end, it's almost like, was this a surprise that they were playing this? But you can't be coy with the idea of not recognizing a full faced character here of saying, who the hell is that? Then we go and everybody seems to do their own Riddler anymore. But boy, I, I'd even take the Tom King buff Riddler over this shit because he's just I, I just don't get it. But then in the whole play of this, because they have to have their fun and games, there is going to be, hey, we're going to look into some clues at the zoo. But now it's going to be a date with Kyle and Maps is coming along. So Cass and Maps can go off, which seems like would be you know, pretty good on paper of it, of a team up in that way. Maps, who is a little more, you know, old for her age and she's into all the D&D and stuff like that, which I think Cass might be intrigued with as well. But then they just go off as maps. I know how to go this, this, and this, and a secret deal. And then suddenly they just, why is Killer Moth just hanging there in the back door part of the back cave of the deal? It doesn't even make sense. The, the back way cave the, of the Gotham Zoo, not the actual back cave, but just the bat, the bat facility. I can't even remember the bat house. Yeah, the bat. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're doing all this while Steph and Kyle are walking around doing shit. They're not doing anything. And, except, you know, they're having a date, but that was the thing. This was supposed to be let's investigate stuff. And this exactly. is a serial Steph's killer. Exactly. Steph's out with Kyle so he could tell her all about how he loves cooking while Steph is on the case with Maps. And actually, when he finds Killer Moth. And I hate off, the way Maps looks. Ah, it looks terrible. Yeah, but just then you just bad. have Cass pull out Fido 5 for some reason. It's a very compact thing now, which I thought was a big, heavy fucking robotic dog that we had previously. The sticks it on the back of Killer Moth so they can track him when he flies off there. But right in front of Maps, pulls her backpack off, puts on that freaking Batgirl like, mask right there. And like, are you doing Batman stuff? Yeah, I'm doing Batman stuff. That's so cool. I'm like, 
everything's blown. I know in the like Wonder Woman Immortal Future State book that we had that we'd see that eventually Matt's herself would become and even a in Robin. Urban Legends. She's been doing was? this, but at, well, it was all that we end up seeing the tube with the costume in the back uh, Wonder Woman Immortal, right. so that she would become it. But in that Batman Urban Legends deal, you did have him. With that mystical, I thought it was that, but even I, actually, so. I thought it was a Batman backup. That it might have been a backup, actually. You said it is. And you end up, but again, that is the coppers. Hey, let's give all of our, you know, secret identities and things like that. And they try to get away with it with an editor's note. And they're playing off the idea that if you're a Maps fan, you know that, you know, she's pretty cool with that Maps. She probably she, wouldn't tell. Into I don't know. Stuff. But, and I love Maps. So you have it basically, editor's note that Maps is pretty trustworthy. Well, thank you. The cast shouldn't be doing this. And everything in this just leads to it. It's so rudimentary and generic to get from one point to the next. Hey, let's pretend we're sneaking into the. Oh, my God. Killer Moth tied up. Let's free him. Oh, what? You're freeing him? I wish he went off. I, I swear to God, I wish he went off and killed three people right there. I don't know why I'm so awful, but I, I want to have something going on here that is. I can't imagine that Killer Moth is actually killing anybody, though. I know, but that's the thing. What is going on and what's happening in all this? As again, you end up just having. Ky- At one point, Kyle and Steph, they're almost playing in my mind that they ended up getting distracted and actually walked into the lion's den pit and are just walking. These lions look like they're up to oh, all no of a sudden good. Those bars are gone. And they're like there and the lions look like they want lunch and they're about to go. But it's just this issue. Again, I'm, I'm getting kind of angry, but there's nothing to get angry about because it's just, it's nothing. It's a lot of nothing. It's a lot of like, I actually don't know if it plays out because the note that the killer moth leaves for the back goes to go into cypher is like, if uh, if two is company and three is a crowd, what is four and five? And that's what the riddle is supposed to be. But for some reason, when it's written down, what is four plus five? So it gives away the answer right away because yeah. the answer to the idea is nine. It's nine, but they mess it up. It's such a weird idea because do we do anything with this riddle? Because then we just follow Killer Moth signal back to a woman's house who's 107 years old. Like, oh, my God, who is this Hattie Elwood? And then Riddler, it seems like, has just killed an old woman, made himself into Norman Bates, has her body like it's like Norma Bates up in the freaking attic. How it's worked out, and he's just hanging out here and like working out who his next victim's going to be. And when the back goes right, oh my god, it's going to be Grace O'Halloran. Was this supposed to be clever, like a Norman Bates thing? Because they end up going to this house and they're trying to go, and I'll go or back even to like fight a Buffalo him. Bill thing. I don't even know what they're doing. No, but it, and and when it comes down to it, first off, I thought that there was going to be a play because it got me not angry, but it made me laugh. And I'll, I'll bring you into this, Eric. When Thank they're like, you. oh my god, I just looked. And this lady's 107 years old. And I got mad because how old was Jess's grandmother or great grandma when she died? Uh, I think she was close to that. Yeah, like that age. I thought she might have been even a little bit older. I actually like she was right at head, that. But it, it was over 100. And like she was an old, old, old lady. So I thought this play was going to be, well, first off, you can have some weird play. But I thought this lady was just going to be alive. And they go, oh, my God, whatever. They find this dead body. What does that do? Also, why is Riddler involved in any of this shit? And then they have to say, ooh, he slit her throat. Now I feel really bad. It, it, like, there's Riddler. When is Riddler going around slicing throats of old ladies? And so what is going – this is bullshit. And it's all I think to get well, little moments. That, but it seems like when we actually confront Riddler inside this woman's house that he seems to have taken over after he murdered her, it's like this. Oh, and if you're wondering about Q and Moth. He flew a little too close to the flame. People always say not to shoot the messenger, but I found it impossible. Just like, did, did you just kill Killer Moth? Like, because don't do that. That's important to me. Don't kill Killer Moth. He's so goofy. I love him. This is not the Riddler. 
Maybe it's the diddler. Eric, that's what I, they I don't call want to you. Be the diddler either. <laughs> that's what they call you. But again, I think that it's a Norman Bates play, but why? And what does it do? You have maps, and maps is just there. Oh man, this is cool maps, but they don't do anything. And it's oh, she becomes a device to just get to it. And almost like Cass needed her to have this map that she drew to go. And the only maps has to have obviously a map, but it just never played out very well. All of this, and then even the Steph and Kyle stuff. I don't even know how to make, you know, fucking noodles. And then they start cup talking, and out of nowhere, uh, yeah, cup of nudes is what she says. I saw that video, pretty enticing. But you also end up where out of nowhere, <laughs> Cass just uh, not Cass. Steph just says, "You know what? I think I might want to be a vegetarian. I really like animals." So, what, what is going on here? Yeah, the zoo will do it to you every time. That's why I stopped going. I'm not eating lions or bats no more. <laughs> I'm not eating those giraffe burgers anymore. <laughs> I think that the comrades end up, they want to have a set piece of the zoo, but they're afraid some people are going to get on Twitter and say, oh, don't you know there's abuse of the animals there? So you have to point it out. Look, that's all they're playing with right now because you have the idea of the zoo right here at Wonder Woman. You have all the animals captive that Wonder Woman has to set free. That's all we're talking about. <laughs> it's nonsense. And really, here's the thing there, Michael W. Conrad. I've seen the action going on your Twitter. Nobody cares. So stop it. Write a story. Now I'm getting mad, Eric. And the other thing, I love when Steph cool. goes. Calm down. Steph goes. I took some medicine, Eric. Steph goes, Why? hey, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Do you know anything that's a vegetarian recipe that I want? Yeah, an apple. Boy, do I. Try that. A pineapple. Don't eat a banana. No, I don't see, people care. actually prefer Just meals, stop too. it. What's well, still? And she's like, I, I want the, the so ridiculous. It's like the idea that you became a vegetarian for a week to see how it played out and all you ate was fruits that you knew. Exactly. <laughs> vegetarian? Well, that means that I could eat the tuna, right? Uh, uh, I can't. All right. I'm done. Now I ended up where I'm almost like where I talked about Big Bob going on a diet. That's me as a vegetarian. Well, I didn't eat the bun with that hamburger. Like, it doesn't work that way. I'm like, really? That's not it. All right, so you end up, though, with all this going down, and you still end up where they go, and they're in this house. Hattie Elwood's house. I guess that the one riddle that, you know, Edward had solved is, you know, contained rent. This lady, she's probably got, like, real good rent. She's so damn old, right? The rent's too damn much. She's too damn old. Well, probably she owns that. He doesn't have to pay rent then. That's all he did. That's what he solved. But they end up going, and they find the rate board, you know, the serial killer Again, board. Again, you don't call it a rape board. <laughs> that, that's what they call it, right? Just imagine the idea of a rapist like, all right, I have this freaking <laughs> this freaking cork board where I stick all my freaking victims on. No, and then plan out my next one. That's, that's a weird idea. But just people let's are crazy. People are crazy, but let's, for some reason, killing is bad. Putting rape in there for some reason is worse. Let's just go back to the killing board. Okay, it's the killing board. It's the, it's the serial killer yeah, board yeah. where, oh, no, in the middle is a really odd, you know, Pretty much fashion shot of Grace <laughs> Where did she get? It looks like it's like her high school yearbook photo or something like that. She needs to up the ante there and, you know, maybe, you know, spiff it up a bit. But yeah, even with that, the whole time, she, what is interesting in this book? Well, they try to make it the whole idea of the of the um, the inner lives of the Batgirls and how, like, you know, Steph is like wants to hang out with Kyle and stuff like that while they're still doing Batgirl stuff. But it is. Really not interesting, and this makes you hate the Clunrads writing, you know, Maps and Kyle because these are beloved characters. It's a niche character, uh, but like they are beloved. Here, you get nothing of what you really want out of them. While the Batgirls and the villains involved just come off looking like dummies. 
Because even the idea of leaving the clues and all these riddles and stuff like that, it doesn't mean anything because we just put Fight 05 in a compact disc form on the back of, you know, Killer Moth. It does look like one of those disc men uh, yeah. deals. So when you do that, we've had times where somebody... I expect will, it to be like K-9 from Doctor Who, how big and clunky he was. This is like the idea. That's the problem. You end up where like Spider-Man, he has those little spiders he throws. Little this would be like yeah. all of a sudden rhino. He just throws a rhinoceros at you. You're like, holy shit, what's heavy now? This thing on there, there's no way he doesn't feel or know that this isn't at the end. It's not even really played out of, oh, guys, you were real stupid thinking that that would work. And there's a lot of plays here that you're missing out on. You do set up at one point where, hey, there's Kyle hanging out with Steph. Cass doesn't seem upset. She's hanging out with Maps. But now, all of a sudden, Steph is upset that Cass is hanging out with Maps. That seems silly because of the age difference anyway. And you're playing all these weird things in here, and it doesn't really work out. But you do at least see that. Steph is smart enough not to say, hey, I'm a bad girl. <laughs> I'm involved. Cass, she's not too yet. trusting. Too trusting, Eric. But Well, she saw the body language of Maps. She's like, this girl's a girl who never tell. In this where, and we'll go next to the One Woman book, and we kind of gotten a little away from them really butchering the idea of certain characters and whatnot. But in this, th these bad girls are just terrible. They're still, and, and they're de-aging every page that they write of them. They're now 12-year-olds when they said they weren't, and they don't really reference any of their history. But fuck the Riddler is doing in this. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Go out there, buddy. Go back to doing Rebel Riddle Radio. I don't like You're, this version uh, yeah. of you. I mean, seriously, this is why everybody's listening to Grace O'Halloran. There's nothing else. There's That's all that's going on now. <laughs> so now this time it's personal because Grace took all his freaking like his, uh, all his listeners. Should be, but it's not. He's got his tablet and he's every second he's checking the rankings on the Apple podcast. Seeing the like, downloads of his versus Grace's. What's going on? All of a sudden Grace goes private with her download that drives them even more nuts oh my goodness gracious but yeah and then it's again the visuals of it and this this is a riddler that will never know and never did but then you want to go classic but this is hardly classic and you had one riddle written down by him and fucked it up i mean and that also might be didn't do anything with it because we just followed killer moth back with a tracker riddle me this i'm gonna track your ass there you go that, that's what happens but even then wouldn't it have been clever where they get to this place and there's Riddler waiting, probably like drinking, I don't know, Chianti while he's on Cognac. the deal, something and saying, riddle me this and have some tracker riddle. I don't know what it would be, uh, but something. And then he's like, the, the big play at the end is look like he's pulling out the, the you know, he's got the his katana sword. sword and the cane. I'm like, who is this? I mean, really, the right now, the penguin is more the penguin. Being a disguised Paul guy, selling Paul Meredith selling flowers acts more like the Penguin than this Riddler's acting like himself. And eh, we're gonna fight. I do like at the end the trash talk riddle. You know, hey, here's a good one. What were the Batgirls? Why were they buried in Gotham Cemetery? Because they, they were, were dead. dead. Best <laughs> so riddle ever. I, I want them to sit there and like, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm a little off my game. I mean, I'm now dabbling in. I'm really just hoping killing. that this isn't the Riddler, but a guy who's cosplaying as it that wants to be a copycat of some I sort. Hope. Because this is not the Riddler. Nothing about this feels like any of the characters are doing because everything is just so forced to get to where we need to go. Even Officer Brooks creating a makeshift bat signal that only calls to the Batgirls, giving the thumb drive of the evidence the police have to Barbara, who doesn't want to crack the freaking you know the police no, she database want to because of it. ethics, even though it's like what Oracle always did before. And now it's like, all right, Alicia. Here's the thumb drive to you, even though you just had to show up last issue. We haven't talked since, before or since. You can know Grace because she goes to your bar because she's a lousy drunk. Put this on her podcast so then the Batgirls can get the word out here because 
Crying she hard. says, tip one out. I don't like that, Aaron. But she does have those couple times that made me giggle. Like, you know what isn't fast murder? Uh, but even with all that, it's funny because you almost play the idea. And maybe they would say this. Well, Barbara, because she didn't want to break into the GCPD and get that. Like you said, we always had that before. But she doesn't want to do it. So that's why she doesn't want the evidence herself. So she sends it to Greg. But she's sitting, stupid. she's sitting there listening to the podcast. <laughs> I imagine where she's there and they're like, hey, what's going like, on? She's how like, many riveted. hoops do we have to jump through to get to this point where they just want to have this podcast to give the information? Yeah, I, yeah. I think part of this is you're going to have a Paul Harvey moment. It's like, and this young man ended up killing a bunch of people and leaving clues. And that now was <laughs> the Riddler. And then, oh, my God. Now, you know, the rest of the story. But they're about to crack the case. Right. And they're, they're like, and you have the I'm thinking of cereal, obviously, and that music's going and all that. And you end up, and the killer was, stay tuned for next week. Hey, you know week. that when guy from that, she, yeah, he, got, he got released. Yeah, yeah I was going to tell you about that. I forgot all Her about Adnan it. Adnan ended up getting released. A lot of people were mad. But in that, it seems like they found DNA evidence that actually said it wasn't him. And Crazy. that it was all a lot of wacky things. But again, I wanted to end like the, where they're in dire danger. And then you end up, Grace is like, and the killer is. We'll have to do that next week when we ah. come back. But go to MeUndies. And they're like, oh, shit. And we didn't find out. Why did you give it to her? Why didn't we back it up? Makes no sense. It's just this book. It's nonsense. It's complete and utter nonsense. Some people like it, I guess. But I, I just, let's, I don't know. We need books that are better than this. This I is agree. why when DC sits I around and wonders. Comics great why, again. why, yeah, why are comics great? You end up, why are the books bad? It's because you have a lot of shitty writers. And these two are right on top of that heap. They are bad. They don't quite get it and they're 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 worried about the wrong things it seems all around but what would you give it ultimately i don't like the art in this a lot of the stuff you can have fun with maps and kyle and what the bat girls are doing even though it seems out of character and really just makes them look like them but you can have fun with that and like i don't like the art and i don't like any of the characterization or the j hoops that we have to jump through to get the plot going to where the clue rides want it 3.5 out of 10 and that's three out of 10 three i was gonna say you're being a nice guy i mean seriously if you're gonna do this it's a stolen my yeah, dreams stolen three. My dreams is what it is. <laughs> is that work for you? Yeah, no, that's fine. I like that. Okay, we got that. So in all that though, we have another book. This is the Clone Rad section. Obviously, now I didn't like the art in the Batgirls. This art's good. So you're oh, yeah, gonna get a step up with the art in Wonder Woman. But are you gonna get a step up in the story, Jim? And no, I, I, I Feral don't know. Part I, two. I don't, no, I, I'm not sure. We'll see. Wonder Woman seven. 92, and I feel like I'm feral. Written by Michael, if I knew what that meant, Eric, I'd be I good. Know. Michael W. Conrad and Becky Clunan. Does that mean I have, like, gonorrhea or something, maybe hepatitis? I'm not yes. sure. That's yes, what I does. think it does, right? Today, uh, we were at Aldi, and Logan saw some woman that unfortunately had, like, an acne problem, right? Just acne. Right. I won't even say a problem. Please but tell I, me how you and your children are monsters further. No, he is. I got mad because, okay. as you know, I had an act. I had a bad acne, <laughs> and in high school, people called me pizza face, and it really hurt me. I'm telling you, one of the reasons why I can't deal with people is because of a long section of my life of that not even wanting to talk to people, thinking and crying. I mean, myself this way. <laughs> stop! You and I've never heard you laugh this hard, Eric. You stop it! You jerk off! I'm opening up my soul to you. <laughs> You kissed my lips, Eric. Please Holy crap. Story. Listen to this, Eric. Oh, God. I, I was a hurt fellow. 
that this one girl came up to me and said to me at one point, you would be really cute if you didn't have that bad acne. Eric, that's uh, that, like, did she know how hard she was hurting me so. at that point? So then I ended up, I, now I, now I have to have a, a nice ending to this. I joined a band, Eric, and then I got laid a lot. Now, with that, I ended up so desperate that I ended up getting a job so that I could get that one uh, Accutane that oh, you yeah. do with that. That pretty much is the worst thing you can that ever put in your pads. body. No, I tried then. I tried. That's the thing. I, I was probably, I probably washed my face too much at that point. I mean, it was raw. And it was just, and also I, I couldn't help picking all the zits. I was sad with it. Yeah, it was disgusting. Yeah, yeah. So in that, and, and the weird play is a lot of people get acne all over. Like, oh, he has back acne. You know, back. We call that right? back Yes. I wish I had back The rest of my body, fine. It was just my face, my <laughs> stupid, ugly face. I, I did, my face didn't need any more troubles, Eric. Oh, I'm not a bad-looking guy. I'm an average-looking guy. But oh my goodness! If you go and look at the yearbooks from school, there up until my senior year, there is picture not available for old Jimmy Boy here because I did not want to have my picture taken once I started getting that. When I took that Accutane, I pretty much became the mummy for about seven months. And I remember the one, it was like the winner of my uh, 11th grade year. And it was. And it was cold. It used to be colder. I don't know. Maybe Greta's (laughs) onto something. Stolen my dreams. Everything was chapped. So for a while, I really even MC Scat Cat and took a step back. I ended up looking like the woodman. And everything was bleeding, but it, it worked out there. And then, you know, then I got yeah. some of the ladies and had some what dates and Aldi? stuff. Uh, now I don't even remember. <laughs> now I just want to go was a to terrible. There, there was a terrible encounter with your son and a woman Logan, who... Logan wouldn't get near her because he said that she had the monkey pox. I'm like, uh, you are... What are you talking about? And he legitimately... I saw fear in his eye. That was probably when I was going to hit him for what he was hopefully. saying. And then I made sure to prove a lesson to him. I ended up getting right in back of her in line and then started making out. Now I ended up where, and the lady said something to me and I was nice and whatever. And, and somehow so. he, he thought that because I was nice, I didn't like the monkey. But then he's looking up monkey. This is awful. And then I said, I would say to you that I, I thought I raised you better, but I really didn't have anything to do with it. So I'm, I'm free and clear. Now, this after shit. this encounter, though, on the way home, after you told him all about how you feel and how angry you were, did he start calling you? Pizza no, face. I didn't. I never. They know. I've said this. But no, because that's what they bring up. I it just. I'm not dealing with that. I had some problems, Eric. No, I was I such a sad, sad little boy. But we've all grown as people. We can move on <laughs> past our problems. Yeah. Then I went to college, started drinking, was a singer in the band, and boy, and I don't. Boy, whatever didn't do any good. Here we go. Wonder did, we, did I even get to the crowd? You know. jerk! You threw I didn't me do off. You threw me off. You're, you're such a mean person. Everybody sits there. I, I get messages from people and like, man, you guys are so good buddies. I'm like, no, we're not. We talking He's about. Awful. He hates. He he hates to see me. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. You got me so off. I'm so sad. <laughs> get back to asking me who sung a song. That was when you were being nice to me. <laughs> Wonder Woman 792, written by Michael W. Conrad and Becky Cloonan. They switch your rooted, Eric. You stop it. Now. <laughs> This is the thing. I'm going to just hear you laughing at any point. It'll be three months from now and I'll be pissed. First off, I got to go and sing Not Three Times on the Ceiling, which I do think now that I think of it might be Tony Orlando and Dawn. You actually okay. asked her, let them, Eric. Up yours. I was going to say the F-bomb. And I, I didn't want to. <laughs> ah, you're a bad butt. 
You're the boys who are better. <laughs> and art by Marguerite Savage and Pat Russo. The art looks great. The, uh, it does. Marguerite Savage, in my mind, would be one of those where if you had a book and you ended up having her and Michael Janine go back and forth, like something that would come out, you know, twice a month or whatever, it would work out. I think that they have very similar style, very clean style. I like the way the panel layouts are. You even have some times where some of the characters are coming out of the panel deal, right? They're not pizza faces. They, they got that, <laughs> Eric, but you end up where you start. And the whole play was Cheetah was in this deal. The I mean, secret facility full. that was being used to test out this this devil flower that they're putting in the milk extra that's controlling people. It. I was right. I could, you know, I'm not even going to get in. <laughs> I yeah. could end up really tooting my horn here because I said a couple things that I thought that the kale industries, they were going to be wonky with this and it wouldn't oh, really exactly. Because you and happens. I have talked about it last issue. Where I'm telling you, if kale industries, Veronica Kale, if her like, you know, mercenaries are here, she has to be involved in this big overall Wonder Woman like plot of like, you know, villainy. But no, for some reason, we just have this this secret facility that's trying to brain control people with this Amazon flower that they're going to put in their milk back in the States. And when we have the security here, it's just kale industries. And honestly, and the worst part about this whole thing, because while you were right, I think it's worse that it means nothing. I know. Well, that's the thing. This is, and especially the Batgirls book, they're doing their nonsense. But in this Wonder Woman book, where even when we started out Valhalla, that sort of, every step of the way, you get some very common things. You either have the whole thing solved by somebody other than Wonder Woman. Dead Man was a big one doing it, but even Ziggy and stuff like that. But also, everything that was big and set up for way too long ends up just ending and ending in a way that makes you feel like it never mattered. And that's what happens here. And when you have this, you also end up where they name drop things that should be big and actually should be where the story goes to. And instead, it's nothing. Kale Industries, that is humongous. That is huge for a Wonder Woman story to Especially ever mention that involves her. Like cheetah and stuff like yes. that. For what you had with the new exactly. reimagining through Greg Rucka's run to bring Veronica Kale yeah, back into continuity. Yeah, and that's in this continuity. So yes. go with it. And bringing back Urzkar Tag and all that stuff. The idea that you would have this like the big villains Inc., the big big bads of Wonder Woman that Hera's putting together. Supposedly, you have all these callbacks to big things that you want you want Wonder Woman to deal with. Oh my God, it's Kale Industries. Uh, is she involved? No. Oh. Okay, well, why is Cheetah here? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. It's almost like you end every issue with, and nobody knows where the hook hand man went. I mean, it's so crazy. Well, thank God Wonder Woman can get the information back to Checkmate, which is just Steve Trevor, Ziggy, and Etta Candy for some reason in this book. But the idea, we got the information back of what they're doing with this devil flower so that they can go and send the thumb drive to the news reporters so that they can tell everybody what's really going on instead of Wonder Woman actually doing something. Because while you want to see Wonder Woman take down the big bad, destroy the facility, which we're just going to destroy anyway because Hera doesn't care anymore because it doesn't move our plot forward anymore. So we're just burned to the ground. We just have Wonder Woman. Trying to reach her friend Cheetah, which feels so weird and out of whack with anything that we've dealt with Cheetah and so on, because Cheetah had chances of redemption many, many times. We've dealt with it over and over again. But Cheetah, more than anything, has proven most recently she hates Wonder Woman. It's like the, the freaking death, like, you know, sling, whatever the hell she had before, that sling blade from that kills gods and stuff like that. She is not the person that, that Wonder Woman wants her to be until she is now, where she's being mind controlled over the top with other animals for some reason making her go feral people remember she Woman's... killed poseidon exactly. I, I mean she was part of the the legion of doom and, and even still recently is. yes I did now i mean the, this is the thing going where again i know that books can play their own deal but a wonder woman book 
it, this is supposed to be the Look, Trinity. If you, if you want a goddamn like a face turn of a character, which I'm all for, you know, do different things with characters. Like you did, you find stuff with Black Adam becoming a good guy for a while before it looks like he might go back in. But who knows what's going on? I love when you have these uh, chances to really evolve the character, let them go in new and interesting directions. If you want to do this, at least do it to a point that makes sense because you just have Cheetah, who's for some reason, unbeknownst to us, was captured by this, you know, Harris facility. Subjected to this devil flower, like and you know, what whatever really it does to you. Doing then, I don't know. But then we burn that to the ground. We release Cheetah, who's still feral, and then eventually we have to talk her down. How much you're Barbara Minerva? You're my friend. I love you. Here, wrap yourself up in this lasso, or maybe it'll cure you of your feral devil flower extract. Until the end. Oh, I'm myself again. Now I'm a good guy. But the worst part is, dude. It doesn't even matter about the idea of the face turn because that's where I wanted to go. It actually gives it a, her a physical transformation from this whole thing well, with the lasso being around like her, her true self. Where the idea of, hey, you have a blood disease. Well, that's not your true self in the lasso. And it, that was it's bullshit, wonky. too. It was bullshit. So in this, they are trying to go with that idea of, okay, again, I talked about this on the Patreon spotlight. I talked about it with these dream worlds. And I said that. Like a Stephanie Phillips doing the thing with the Green Arrow and, and Black Canary, that it felt like it wasn't something that she meant, or this was a story from her heart. It was them saying or her saying, "I think this is what people would like. I'm just going to do something." And so there's no like real gist to it. It doesn't feel like it has any sort of like passion. That this just feels like the clue Gravitas. said, "You know what we'll get here? We'll get people liking it because the Wonder Woman will accept her enemy and hug it out." And then make her good. The problem is, is what are the details going on here? First off, if Wonder Woman put, I'm telling you, Wonder Woman puts that lasso around Cheetah and says, I want you to be your true self. She then goes, oh, my God, I'm my true self. Kills Wonder Woman, pisses on Etta Kenny and runs off. That's her true self. She's part of the Legion of Doom right now. She's killed gods recently. That is her true self. Don't give me this bullshit in this Here, one little wrap book. yourself up. What do you want? She's crying in Diana's arms. I want to heal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what? You're there trying you go, to get Barbara. You're trying to get the heartstrings where I see other reviewers. All bullshit. I mean, anybody who could sit there and say that this really tied things up and ends up great, go to hell. You don't know what you're doing. Stop reviewing comics, please. I sound like a pretentious prick, but I don't care. Yeah, do it. But in that, here's my other part of it. First off, I was right about the idea that the Kale Industries, also just to point out, the Kale Industries deal, they also had a big thing with like Dr. Poison, who was part with Cisco. You can tie a lot of things around. Veronica Kale, she's a huge deal. And she comes in. This would be like not having the Joker or Lex Luthor in a Batman or a Superman book and then finding out, oh, my God, this is LexCorp. And then you just find out it's just some guys there doing tech work and they leave. I mean, you end up putting out something that's huge and then, oh, it wasn't anything and going. But what are they doing with Cheetah? This is my big thing, because what I'm seeing here. Well, they tested on animals, Jim. Next step is not human. It's animal humanoid. So what is <laughs> we got manimal in this joint. Exactly. What is, what is going on, though? Where's the animorphs at? We need to know how this works. All of this all tying back. And I said it again. I said it the last time we talked that I think that what they're doing is experimenting. It's going to lead back to the stupid milk. And it does. But what does this milk do? Like, not everybody drinking the milk are these, you know, bros that want to well, do all the these things. Part because they're you want to have the idea. Kids and women. 
the, the idea of the milk Eric? extra where you have this devil flower that makes people susceptible to being controlled and stuff like that. But ultimately, it just seemed like with the way that Cisco is, Dr. Psycho is promoting this whole thing, it was just like, you know, awful, awful asshole men who were going to like, this is, this is the milk for us, soy boys. It, it didn't work on women. But yet when you go down here, they're experimenting on a female here, hybrid, whatever. But also the idea, what the fuck are they experimenting on? The milk's out there. They have been producing this milk and sending it out, and it's obviously mind-controlling people. What, what is this? Well, the thing After is, the I want to think that the secret laboratory, while it did all its testing and stuff like that already. Word? No, no, no. They, they <laughs> did the testing, and we put the product out, and like Hera's all happy with the progress that they're making. But the idea of this, it was better for them as people to make sure that the animals had a nice place to go instead of releasing them into the fucking Amazon. And, and I, I thought, well, yeah, and this actually, this really reminds me, the lines are down. This is that unfortunate japanese soldier that uh, to this day thinks he's fighting world war ii still they're just doing this or gilligan's island and in that i would say they have this deal but then when they come in and the guy who's the kale industries guy was like hey i don't know i'm just punching in punching out he's bringing milk to them also in the experimental lab they also seem to put it in bottles like it's all nonsense but the idea like i said at the end of this issue, Harris says, "Ah, we know another. No. Why are you still experimenting? Which only then shows your hand. And it's, it doesn't make sense. And also the idea of what happens when a woman drinks the milk, because I see cheetah going feral. Is that the woman part, the feral part of the cheetah? Why do you care? Are you going to give this to cheetahs? I, I don't know. <laughs> no, only monogamous people. Is this a big play where they're like, listen, it's all fun and games. We get these awful men, but I really want to know what happens if a rabbit gets into this. A lot of rabbits drink milk and uh, they the might leaper. get into the supply. And I want to know the shit. I want to know shit won't go wrong. Then out of nowhere, Eric, this guy from Kale Industries, Jesus Christ, I need to go to the Kale Industries HR. This guy gets caught and he bites down on a suicide cyanide tooth. Not getting nothing out of me. This is just a guy. He's a security guard. It's not even the idea of security guard because it seems like you have Kale Industries as a security going <laughs> on here right now. Going on. But the idea that he's like, my place is already like you know, proved, like given to me like after I die, so I'm going to kill myself right now. I'm like, do you think you're going to Olympus? <sighs> yeah, and and here's the thing again. Let's go back to the idea that they're spelling out that Kale Industries is just there for guards. Now, all of a sudden, he seems to have been promised something from Hera. What's Hera going down and promising everybody? Why would she care? What, what is going on? Everything is twisting and turning and then commits suicide. I don't know how those Olympians Cyanide do tooth. that, Eric, but that ain't good with the, the Christianity, at least. I mean, I think that Hera would be pretty pissed. He ain't going to no Olympus. I mean, the funniest play would be is like a year from now, we find out this guy's the new Aries. <laughs> this motherfucker is there down there with this. The God of Patsies. I joked about it before. The idea of, oh, my God, these animals. I mean, they're in the middle of the Brazilian rainforest. Me and you don't live there. I don't know if anybody knows that. But <laughs> I'm the Batman of Pennsylvania. If you go into the rainforest. There's a certain type of flora and fauna. There's certain types of animals. I, so. I don't know that there's house pets and rabbits. I don't know. But you end up where at I the don't end, know. I, I made a joke, just joking, saying, what's going to happen? They're going to let these animals out. And we're laughing. And then you're asking me, like, that's what they do. They end up saying, be free, my animals. And they send animals dead. that are obviously not indigenous to anywhere around here. 
and they send them out into the rainforest only to be killed immediately. It is like the worst. You said before we started, the play would be is getting animals. There's a facility in the middle of the Sahara Desert. You open the door, be free by animals. They just go out and die. And then you're like, yeah, I did it. I, I don't get th- th- None of this makes sense. Everything is going. Cheetah is attacking Wonder Woman. Please think of your truth. You're not that she is this bad. What are that bear's going to do there? That's what I'm saying. You, you see that these one animals. Might be a hyena. I'm not sure. I swear to God, you might as well just take these animals. They're the super pets from that stupid Mark Russell deal. They go off and Tell do you, stupid shit together. While the Escazita tribe were trying to give Wonder Woman backup as they let all the animals out like it's fucking Pee Wee's Big Adventure during that pet store fire. And you have <laughs> all these things going on. The Escazita tribe shooting arrows, throwing spears, trying to take out the security. They're trying to stop Wonder Woman from taking Cheetah and the rest of the... You got a goose. You got a mouse here. You got an alligator. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A goose. Uh, huh? What looks like maybe... If, I'm telling you, at one, if I'm going to try to think... Here's a horse. Being nice, there's a wolf. A that is not a wolf. That is a Labrador retriever next to a parrot. <laughs> what is this? Polly wants to get the Be fuck free. out of the rainforest. Polly's going to die. I, I'm telling you, what is going I don't and know then, where parrots come from. So. I, I, I just, anyway, I don't even care. Even any of these deals, they seem to have been like, they're in cages and shit. They're done. Each of them, like, you're there. Hey, luckily my buddy's the crocodile. Oh, no, he just ate me. I mean, you're going to have just a feeding frenzy of these things going in the bear. And they they just end up there attacking their jailers. As if they would know. As if they think, oh, God, it's so bad. Be They're free, animals. Up. Be free. Oh, my God. We did our part. The Escocede are just beating the shit out of people. The one guy's running away. He's got like seven arrows in him. Why aren't they biting the cyanide? I guess they want to live. And then you have the one Escocede tribe member punch the guy in his gun <laughs> then hits his face. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And why aren't they shooting these animals? It's so stupid. And all this leads to this idea of they're experimenting on this flower. Because, and remember, this ends up, this is, you know, something that seems to not be well known, but it's known. And you already spelled out completely that the FDA in the DC universe is just, what are they doing? Because they ended up, they tested the milk, didn't know what this one little ingredient was, but still It's fine. It's just devil's heart flower. And then it just ends up being devil's heart. But why didn't they know this? Why didn't they go? It takes Wonder Woman who, as all hell is breaking loose, it is now pandemonium, animal apocalypse attack, people sign up, and she is laughing on the phone. Hey there. All of a sudden, she has the great sell. I mean, I want her plan. Hey there, Etta. Listen, don't worry about the screams and the fucking yelling of, of wild animals. Uh, I think it's this flower in the milk. All right, I'll check it. Boom, done. Don't forget that the laboratory had a self-destruct thing yeah, as well. Oh, yeah. People had to get yeah. out in three minutes. That's the other play, too. I mean, seriously. Also, like, it, this seems to be Hera's thing, but you got the Kale Industries thing. But then he knows where to press this crazy button, which now puts everybody at danger. Wonder Woman runs out. And at one point, you think that she's going to. But there were so many innocent women there and, and men that were being used. And I don't know that they all got out. They, they all exploded. You end up getting the They're real concerned about the fucking animals that are just going to die anyway. Because, you know, you don't want anybody to yell at you about the animals, though. You're just throwing animals into the amazon the escasia even if you had the escasita tribe we'll look after them i don't know this <laughs> parrot going around this goose 
This goose is like, you see, it actually is confused. It doesn't know what the fuck's going on. It's there. The bear's freaking out. There's a dog. At one point, we saw there were like three cats. What is happening? Some goldfish. Uh, But all there is like, oh, man, Cheetah. I'm going to carry her out of here because she's knocked down. I'm going to carry her out of there, and I'm going to try to reach her. I'm going to tie her up with my lasso and try to do it. She's, she bit my hand, but you know what? If I just stroke her face a little bit more, I'll cry. She'll cry. And for some reason, the true version of herself comes out to be the 2000s Cheetah. Which the thing is, it's ridiculous that Cheetah changes from what we've seen her be for the last decade. But this one of the good things of this book, whether it makes sense or not, is that we actually got Cheetah with the long flowing hair, the way she looked in the 2000s. So it's more like a like a Cheetah like her woman instead of just, you know, Cheetah, like a feral Cheetah kind of character. I love this look for Cheetah. The way we got there is bullshit, but I can still say I love that Cheetah is now for some reason it doesn't work with the cat with the, what we've got. She's a good guy and she looks the way I want her to look. Th- that's at least something, huh? I'm t- I'm t- a security guard who has a cyanide tooth. <laughs> Where did he get that? It seems like, again, like you said, in the weird play is I also love where Cheetah's running around and she keeps getting hit by like darts and going, ow. And then she's like passing out. Then she isn't. You have all this where this is going. I'm looking. The big spread pages are great because you got somebody tell me if these are in ditch otter. You got a monkey. You got a, a cheetah, another cheetah, a, a tiger, a rabbit, a parrot, a horse, a horse. I've never seen that picture of a horse coming out of the rainforest. What the fuck's going on? Everybody's there, guns a place. <laughs> so stupid. And then there's just like, let's call Etta, have a good little conversation. Like I said, you're going to carry Cheetah back, but that, and it makes it seem like, oh man, look at that great woman, that Wonder Woman. But what is happening here? And when they do go back, they end up binding up. Let's bind her up and try. It. And she's like, I'm not forcing you to be here, though she is. Try to be yourself. It ends up coming. So you're right. The idea of that look, I do like. And so you have that. But then you go back and Cheetah gets hired to check. Checkmate right now has an employee, which they don't really have employees. But Cheetah, who's pretty much on the bad side She's of the universal Jim. crisis. She wanted to heal. <laughs> also, all of a sudden we see Etta having lunch with somebody we don't even recognize. And I think I oh. kind of do, but you're not putting anything in here to let us know. Then you end up having the idea of like checkmate. We talked about this before. One of the big plays of checkmate is that you have a hierarchy, you know, you and they play it by chess. Oh, look, we haven't, we have not had a proper checkmate in like a long, long time. In that, though, if you're going to play it out, now it's just bullshit. you should end up, well, you're a rook or you're this. And then, no, this is checkmate is just really what they have done. And I think that they were running scared, not knowing what organizations are up or down because you ended up having everything the is back they up. End up yeah, yeah. But the problem is, I think they played their hand too early. So they went all checkmate in this book is is to have Edda be able to get them information or equipment. That's all. Which it is. is fine because we had her do that with Argus previously. And I can't use Argus for whatever reason anymore. Now it's just checkmate. And I think it was because all this has been to shit. He ended up taking down this, taking out that. I would have went with the idea somehow that this is just some new organization that Edda ended up forming after Argus went down. She's doing this free. But checkmate. It's just stupid. It doesn't even make sense, but it's just what it is. But older Commandy from the, the future come Commandy back in time who goes by king. king. I mean, seriously, we talk about it. He's going to walk in here and flip his lid. He's like, you're not child. I love at the end. This I got that shit trademarked. They, they should be fired off this book. This book is awful. But I want that last issue where they're like, 
was shit. We weren't checkmate all, all along. We were nothing because there is no checkmate that looks like this. But you end up where I think when you end up having Tigra, I mean Cheetah, but you said you like that classic look. But she comes well, out. Like, the like, classic look is the way she did look. This is yeah. the way that Cheetah ended up looking, I think, in the late 90s, throughout the 2000s. And I, and I love better. this look because it is. It's Tigra. And I love that look so much. And I, I love the film Cheetah and had. Tigra's actually getting you know back in the the marvel stuff she's been in a bunch of things and i do like her so she comes out you know she's got her hey then let's make it clear Anna. i'm not joining you i want her to say i'm part of the agent of doom bitch but she ends up i'm here for good old fashion revenge and then Ziggy is just like, I so need anti-hero. a piece of this. And like Ziggy, he would be, you know, I believe in what Ziggy believes in if that's the, if that's the case. Yeah, and God Ziggy's damn, she's like, sexy. I want in. I want to get me some tail, is what he says. And boy, it's long, Eric, right? And so in this, is this a weird play? Because there's Ziggy. You want to have, everybody wants to have Steve and Diane, you know, together. Is this a way to get Ziggy somebody now he's enthralled with her and they start dating or something? I don't know. It doesn't matter because we're not even dealing with the story going forward, it looks like, because all of a sudden we have to have a big like jump to Wonder Woman going in space because Clark caught her because Clark's back home and we're having a – it feels like it's not it's not more, obviously, but it feels like it's going to be more substantial than what we did in Superman, Son of Kal-El going forward at least because like next, Battle for the Watchtower, but Wonder Woman is interacting with Superman here and <laughs> – and just even the idea where I'll try to put a timeline in this. So obviously, well, I'm telling you, isn't it funny that there's almost the same amount of, of Superman in this? Yeah, I know. And there's only one page. I don't know. The timeline, who knows? I, they, we've already seen in this. They don't know what's going on over. When we ended up talking about saying, just to throw it out there, the Patreon spotlight and patreon.com slash word science. When we ended up talking about Batman Incorporated, Ed Brisson, who hasn't been a main DC writer. He's more of a Marvel guy and he comes over and boy, he nails a lot of the continuity points in his book. Very current, maybe even weeks off being current. And yet you have Plume Rat who have been here for these years and they can't get a shit and thing right about what's going on in any book and how it ties in. It's going to suck when so. Cheetah gets her old look back and goes to the Legion of Doom from Dark Crisis starts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what will really suck too is then when she's back here again. St- it's just yeah. nonsense. It's just nonsense. It really so is. Reading, just know that Cheetah's timeline and continuity doesn't matter right now. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all, but neither does this book. But it, honestly, it Cheetah didn't do much sense. except for you know, make an appearance and no, take it over fine. by the Great Darkness. I don't darkness. mind Cheetah being in it. But the idea is, what are you going to do with her? You end up where you have the sympathetic deal of her being experimented on, which just, I mean, I point out that she seemed to be really taken in and you just solve that with the lasso. And yet at the points, I do believe that Diana had lassoed up some of those dudes that it didn't really affect them that were taking the milk. The milk does not make any sense. And in this era even going, again, you want to get more Veronica Kale with Deimos and Flo, but like everything seems like they're grabbing stuff from Rucka's run that we did see at a point, yeah. but fucking it up through some sort of filter that is a fuck-up filter, Eric. That's what it is. A fuck-up filter it goes through. You're like, oh, checkmate. It comes out, and, and it really looks like you're like, that's not a filter. That's a shredder, assholes. It comes out. Shred- the bad oh, guys, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Yeah, it's shredder, now, in, in that, Shredder would just realize he really likes pizza as well. He's best friends with the turtles. Sure. Turtles are just other Shredders that you haven't met in their world. <laughs> like, all right. And also, like Splinter Shredder, they sound alike. Jim used to get confused. 
Daniel said bad acting, but hey, whatever. Hey, but they got a character in the Turtles who became a bad guy. He was a uh, a pizza cook who got mutagen on him. What was his name when uh, when he became a bad guy? No, you're a jerk. I, no, I'm just curious. What are you talking jerk. about? I'm not, I'm not even saying it, Aaron. And the pizza face makes me so sad. It does. It and actually, that's one of the things. And and people didn't realize there's all forms of bullying. <laughs> they they didn't realize. I don't think any of the people, except a couple people. When they were calling me pizza face, I don't know that they were like misunderstanding that they were they were pretty bad. But some like that girl asked me the same girl later when my skin cleared up, she ended up saying uh, when I said I went, went to the prom and I had a girlfriend from Upper Perk. Everybody seemed to think that that was pretty much Niagara Falls, Eric. No, and I believe somehow, it too. I, I, I'm telling you, the thing is, you say you tell me that I'm like. Guy's making shit up. <laughs> she was there. She went, and this girl came up to me the Monday after the cousin. and said, oh, man, I was really surprised that you had a girlfriend. I thought you were gay. And I'm like, well, what's with you, girl? <laughs> you're thinking a lot about me here. What's up? Yeah, like, that was weird. She really did seem to be like that. Later on, Eric, then I came back from college when I had my mojo going. I had a little more confidence, longer hair and stuff like that. And, you know, was working out and in the band, whatever. She then was getting word around that she might want to date me. And I made sure that I asked her out on a date her because I was desperate. Now I oh, ended yeah. up, I ended up ignoring her. I, I, I wasn't mean to her. She was actually very nice. Whatever. I would have banged her and moved on. Yeah, that would have been good. That's you though. Eric. Yeah. I'm not like that though. I, I, I'll tell you something that was a snafu anyway in that, but I won't tell you here. It's really bad. Good. It's not, good, good, it doesn't good. shine a good light on me, but it, it ends up good that I, I didn't bang her because it would have had problems. I, I just pretty much spelled it out. I had a venereal disease at that thing. I came home from college, and unfortunately, you know, that shit happens. And, uh, yeah, I, that would have been problems. So, luckily, I kept it in the pants there. Just didn't in West Virginia. That's where the trouble went. But, oh, no, that's a great way to end this review. Venereal disease. <laughs> oh, VD. Oh, gonorrhea and chlamydia. What, do I, what would I do without you? Uh, that was a life lesson that I learned in two weeks in a row. Gross. But in that, Eric, here you go. What would you give this? 3.5 out of 10. And that's all because I like the art more than Batgirls. And just because I'm happy that we have this look for Cheetah back. Ultimately, the story does nothing. It is just, it's just extended nonsense in the Amazon that doesn't go anywhere except for Hera's not interested anymore. And we have old Cheetah Battle, like, you know, previously Flashpoint continuity Cheetah back. Who's going to be a good guy now until she won't? Yeah, that's a stolen that's stolen my, my dreams. dreams 3.5. Eric, I'm going to go. The art's better. Uh, I'm going to go 3.5 as well. Like both of these books for the most part, even though I don't like Batgirls' art, the problem with all of these has always been the writing. Yeah, Wonder Woman deserves better. Wonder Woman fans deserve better. And like I said, you go to these you know, reviews and you almost sit there and say, you know, people here, you're causing a problem. Don't, don't pretend. Don't go by your brand. Don't go by the idea that you think you're going to be invited to their picnics or whatnot. When books suck, they suck, and you need to call that out. You don't have to be mean about it. I mean, when we tell reviews and we do reviews, you may say Vendetta. I don't know, Eric. You might have I one say Vendetta. Against, against me for some reason and my feelings. But in the roundabout deal, when me and you do reviews, maybe this is good, bad, whatever. But we're just reviewing the issue. We don't really end up like, oh, my God, what is this person going to think? What is this there? But when we're doing it, if it sucks, it sucks. And that's how it has to go. The idea of any sort of real comic book press is a, literally a joke. And it ends up really upsetting me at points of when we started out 
and how it's gone to this. And I'm not saying that we're the best or whatever, though I think we are. And yeah, take definitely. that, anybody. But, <laughs> I mean, we wouldn't do this if we didn't. That's the deal. We, we're humble guys, but, you know, not that humble, right? I'm talking about getting venereal diseases. That's a, isn't that a notch like on my bedpost? Isn't that cool to all the young kids nowadays? Uh, but in that, it, a lot of these, like, I, I understand how it is. At one point, I read one uh, freaking Bizarro story and said in a review, it's my favorite Bizarro story. And it was. And you get excited. But at a point, you got to realize there's better comics and these characters deserve better. And when you're sitting while people are literally, including DC people that are hired, saying that shit is bad and you're saying that this is a golden age? Holy crap. I know what golden it is. A shower, Eric. That's what Gross. it is. All this is pissing on us, and I don't understand it. I just, please, just, there you go. Who am I talking to? <laughs> I don't even know. I let it to myself. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. But it, it, I don't know. I start to get angry, and we go through these phases where I get depressed and I'm angry. But now I'm just, let's get better stuff. And DC, you want things to be better? Make it better. It's not that hard at points. It's not that hard. Get these writers that aren't good out or get somebody in to write with them and teach them. Don't just a lot of these. I'll say like Michael W. Connor. I think he was just thrown to the wolves. Now, the wolves are in the middle of the Amazon. So that's problems there because they're going to die. But still, a lot of these writers didn't know what was going on and just got thrown into it. But they're not going to get better where they're learning on the job. Fuck that. 3.5. It's not my book of the week. I'm done, Eric. I'm, I'm getting off my soapbox that made me five foot two. <laughs> <laughs> my big soapbox. Really, I'd punch you right there. And then I I'd start nothing. kicking you. You like that pizza. And then I'd knock you out. Go get pizza. Smear it on your face. I don't know. I'd no. start like putting, putting dots on your face. And then you'd think, like, why are you trying to make me look like Pippi Longstocking? Now we're fighting again because you're saying bad things about Pippi Longstocking. And I like her. Like those books, Eric. Uh, but what would you give your book of the week? My book of the week is Batman Incorporated number one. That is mine as well. And again, I had a couple pro you same. We didn't it wasn't a ten out of ten. No. We're still doing the podcast, so that shows it. But it it seemed like something that was intriguing and may end up working out. Now and it was definitely meantime, the best book that came out this week that we covered. Yeah, you know, there you go. The bar was set low. All uh, right, the bar that you go and drink because you're an alcoholic asshole like your father. Yeah, I, have, I, I, I have just try not to. I drank like you. two times since like exactly. May. Exactly, <laughs> two times is too many, Eric. That's two more than me. I had beer chips. I was eating the. Is this going to make you laugh? I was eating those beer chips and actually at one point thought I was getting a little dizzy. Like, of course you did. Of course you fucking did. You goddamn oh, lunatic. My dad would end up cooking uh, hot dogs and sauerkraut in beer. And they would cook for a long time. Yeah. He really would boil it. And I swear to God, I'd always think I'm drunk. Then I'm, I'm like, again, I'm like 10. And I'm like, I better not drive tonight. Be in real big trouble. I know I'm, I'm weird. But all in all, with all of that, we and I'm back to I had a point here. It's right between my legs. Eric. I, I don't know yeah. what I'm saying anymore. Actually, I have actually read ahead. I ended up getting a copy of the Wildcats book that will be coming out in a couple of weeks. From one Matthew Rosenberg, I believe it is. And uh actually got that same feeling that I did for that I had for that Batman Incorporated. Oh, nice. So I hope that it's one of those that maybe if you're a little interested, don't go with a full deal of Jim said to buy it. 
this you know i don't speak for the the wild cat fans or whatever good, but it actually good. was don't do that it gets you in trouble it actually was pretty cool and grifter reminds me of a young eric shay badass and looking for trouble that <laughs> say, that's the coolest character in all of wild uh, wildstorm he is oh you're saying a young eric shay big fat guy walking around you sure <laughs> I do. <laughs> i'm done with you uh here's what we have Next week. And boy, howdy, Eric, we have a lot of books. We had talked about the idea where we may end up having a podcast that might rival some of our longest ever. I'm talking 17 hours. Or we thought about cutting it in half because the week later, there's not as many books. But we're intrigued with the idea of a next week podcast. No, two weeks from now, uh, a podcast with two books and we can get in and out really quick. So we'll have to figure out. But. This one's lasted forever, and I have no idea how that happened with four books. I know. It's called Adderall, Eric. Thank you, Adderall. It adds about an hour to the podcast to you all. It's why they call it that, Eric. Did you realize that? That's the generic form. You end up, though, if we end up, I'm going to say all the books is what I'm going to go with, and we'll see. But two of these books will be on the Patreon-only spotlight, and if you want to get involved with that, you go over patreon.com slash weird science and you'll get that podcast on Thursday night. We have a bunch of podcasts, DC, Marvel, manga, other things, all these things going on. There are a lot of episodes. I think there's something for everyone, but just check it out. But here they are. I'm not even going to guess what's going to go on because I don't even know. Here we go. Here we go, Eric. We got Batman, One Bad Day, Penguin, number one. I know that you go through these with me. As we go, do you know who is writing that? John Ridley. Okay, John Ridley. We actually next week have a lot of John Ridley. I know that people will be thrilled with that. But we'll see how that one bad day penguin goes. I hope that that bad day involves maybe a shipment of flowers not making it to the shop. I don't think we're dealing with Paul Meredith here, but we can always help. Uh, That would be great. Batman Superman World's Finest number eight. Kid Thunder continuing. I believe that's cool. We have the finale of Batman The Night. Number 10, we'll see even how that might tie in a little more into what we're seeing right now in that Batman Incorporated uh, stuff with that back in the day. Well, looking at the uh, the cover, it almost looks like it's going to lead right into where we had in Batman Year One with the bat flying through the window. Yes, okay. Father, I'll become the bat. It's funny that I, I forget about that being the deal with them kind of just meandering about. But uh, we also end up having Catwoman, number 48. She's off doing her things. <laughs> well, this is where the Bat family gets involved, I believe. No, really? Because, uh, yeah, it's weird. That book, it's like we're over here, we're there, we'll have to see. We also have Dark Crisis Young Justice, number five. People are loving that. Why can't this be the finale? Yeah, really. Mickey (laughs) Mitchell-Plick. Yeah. Well, we'll get a little Mickey. I I made you laugh the other day again when I was talking about when you end up in that Tim Drake, where he's like, oh, yeah, that stuff with Mickey. I'm the fuck is Mickey? <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm like, did he have him cut him? Cut me, well, Mick. The thing is, I think the book is really pushing the idea that this is Mixy Mixel, but the son of that. But like the, everything leading up to it for all the leaks that came out and solicits, I believe they're really pressing it earlier as Mixelplick Jr. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. We also have DC versus Vampires All Out War. Somebody told me you can't trust vampires, and we'll see. You've been liking the All Out War a little has more a lot than to me. Doing this, and I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, you're liking the All Out War a lot more than me. So we'll see how that goes. It just all gets jumbled in my head. But we also have Deceased War of the Undead Gods, number three, and uh, we actually like the last issue a little more than what we had at the first after we were called out on it. We also have Flashpoint Beyond number six, which feels like Denali. it's been a while. 
feels like I don't know if there was any delay or whatnot, but it feels like a while Hopefully since we, we talked get about all that. All the answers issue. to everything that we've been pondering to an excess. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and uh when we do or if we do, I have a feeling that it's gonna be one of those that we get a lot in these books. Marvel does it a lot more in my mind, where it's like, Hey everybody, this will continue in these other books and you don't get anything answered, but hopefully we will. We'll talk about me and you talking about possibly doing GCPD, The Blue Wall, number one. It's a Renee Montoya book. It's kind of spinning out of the I Am Batman, kind of. Kind of. Uh, but it's Renee Montoya, Commissioner, trying to clean up the GCPD. And we'll see. We'll see what's going on with that. Nightwing, number 97, getting closer to oh, that and 100. Oh, you also forgot and... I Am Batman, number 13. Yeah, well, I Am Batman's coming out. It's a weird, wonky way that they ended up. It seems like it was supposed to come out last week, but did not. Uh, or this week, actually. Nightwing number 97, getting close to that, you know, 100. Is it going to be a proposal? Is it going to be the second wedding that Eric will tell you? I don't think it'll be a wedding unless no. they elope. Or will somebody die? <gasps> I don't know. I don't know, Eric. And when they do, the, if they did a wedding, do you think that Haley would be the ring bearer or would Haley be the flower dog? Ring bearer, Jim. Have you ever seen a flower dog? Actually, a few weddings I might have aired. Oh, I don't want to be God, mean just or like anything, but holy moly. <laughs> it was my son who was that, so yeah, that's why. Uh, Rogues number four. That, I know that what they, is this the book? Black Label stuff uh, end up, but this is the finale, I believe. Okay, because um, you and I, when we talked about it earlier, like, we were swapping down three issues, and now I have no idea how many issues this series actually is. So book four is the finale. This is the finale. Yeah, I believe it is the finale, and I cannot remember anything except shit went wrong in Gorilla City. <laughs> but we like that. We have said we've been up and down, but hopefully that ends well. Uh we also have the Flash 787, which Flash is digging the Flash, right? So we have that. But remember, that was the funny reveal where I had that in my back pocket where you're like Man, things are really meaning something now. We're getting there. I'm like, hey, next. And Wally's a wrestler. You're like, oh, shit. Sounds like fun going a little okay. powerbomb deal. If anybody isn't reading that, uh, Daniel Warren Johnson do a powerbomb book. I do suggest it as an aside. Eric, a little throw out there. And Titans United Blood Pack. Number two of six. Eric will tell you it's, it's the best Titans book out there right sure now. Sure is. That's best you bizarre a better story Titans ever. Book that's going on right now. I don't know, Eric. I don't know. It is. So hopefully, again, I can't remember. I know that I was disappointed a bit, but it, it was better than that Young Justice Multiversity books. And it was. That, and if you remember yeah. Titans are like Blood Packs, the idea that we recreated the universe with Brother Blood and Raven, and now we got to figure out through oh, Tim Drake yeah. what's going on. Yeah. So you have like Age of Apocalypse Raven kind of, yeah. deal. Yeah. So, well, you know, you can cross streams that way and whatnot. Uh, but all those books, there's a lot of books. But like I said, we, we're either going to decide to really, you know, hunker down, You're have a real, a real long podcast like back in the day, uh, where at points when, and even Rob Lewis, shout out, he's going back and listening to some old ones. He's like, damn it, you guys talked a lot. There were times that people weren't aware. That Too much. Right now, we had 12-hour weekly podcasts at one point. It was crazy. Stupid. But at that point. We had like six mail sections, a rant and rave deal that went on forever. Luke Hollywood would go on and on, droning on and on that Luke Hollywood. Uh, Also, at points, we'd have like 18 books and just boom. And we didn't cut corners on them. We talked the same amount. And it ended up being crazy. Up all night. As the Boomtown Rats once sang, Eric, in a song that nobody knows. 
But at the end of all this, yeah, we have a bunch of books, and two of those will be on the Patreon spotlight picked by the badasses to get fresh crew. Uh-uh. But also go over to Twitter at Weird Science DC. Follow us. We'll follow you back. And you can ask us stuff. You can tell me what you're into. I'll tell Eric and he'll probably be a jerk about it, but I won't. What? And then you can also go to our website. And he'll, start, he'll look at your profile picture, start picking on you, stuff like that that he does to me. Why I don't put it out there. Eric. So why would I, I pick that's on it? it? You're pretty much the only person. Two people right now listening probably know what I look like. You and Mark Jager. That's it. It's it's a tight secret, Aaron. Tight it There's is. There's reasons for that. people like you. Uh-huh. You jerk. I used to see you looking at me. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> I used to see you. I'd catch your, your glancing eye as you did the Sounds your like nonsense. an erotic novel. Right, it is. It's my fanfic that I've been going. And our uh, our our shipping deal, what is it like? Erica Jimmy is what it would be. Why you is there an extra also, A in my name? I don't know. That's how I think of it. Erica Jimmy. Uh, like, Erica no, Jeff. no, you're just how making about, me into a woman in your mind. How about Jim Lee? Because of your deal with Lee. Jim Lee. I'm and pretty sure there's already a Jim, Jim Lee. Lee. because you'll say that I look like a dwarf. You fucking jerk. I'm going to kill you is I what I'm going to do. But in all, <laughs> uh, my, my feet have been known to be called hobbit-like at some point, so that's close. But in that, again, we're going to have a bunch of books. We'll see what we're going to do. But check out our website as well, weirdsciencedccomics.com, where we have reviews that come out right at midnight. The witching hour hits, and the embargo lifts, and the reviews go. So you can go and read those right away and then whatnot and all that. Jazz. And also it's generic. Yeah. Generic. Actually, yeah. what what was that one deal that we said we were going to have a podcast? Yeah, it was generic because, yeah, that was fun. That was fun stuff back in the day, Eric. So in that, we just ended up being generic. So, yeah, uh, we are done. If you're done, congratulations. You lived through this. We learned a lot of things. We learned to love. We learned to hate. I learned to hate. And I love to hate you. But that's it, Eric. We're going to finish. What do we say at the end? Everybody have a great week. Keep it weird. Weird. We'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Toxic Fandom.